Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Otis, mineral glass eyewear. Born on the rugged, surf-rich coast of Western Australia, they create sunglasses that look good, last the distance, and complement an eclectic lifestyle. Mineral glass lenses, environmentally friendly, scratch resistance, with perfect clarity. Otis Eco Acetate is made from resources widely found in nature like cotton seeds and plant matter using natural non-fossil fuel binders. That means the acetate part of our frames is non-toxic, recyclable, and certified biodegradable. Otis, glass is beautiful. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Light. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard Clear Weather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clear Weather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade Sunscreen. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Our guest this week is a true waterman. He rips on anything that floats. Growing up in Newport Beach, he was immersed in the surf scene at an early age. At 12 years old, he became one of the early faces of Volcom, their ads and their surf films. He went on to becoming a professional free surfer. But he still put in the time to get a degree in business, administration, and management what? at the University of San Diego. Really? Wow, we got a brain guy over here. Dang it. He worked dude. at Ruka, Hurley, and even created his own brand, Western Hydrodynamic Research, 
with 20 years experience in brand building, marketing, producing content and consulting. And he's also somewhat of an influencer with 91,000 Instagram followers. Woo! We can we, use some of that. We welcome the one and only Pat Punker, Pat Towersy. Wow. You like that? Oh, that's massive. Yeah, thank you. I don't know about the accuracy of everything. I mean, there's some truth, I guess, into I, some of it. But, you know? <laughs> Come on, you're being hey. too humble. The, the World Wide Web, man, it's yeah. everything's factual, right? Hey, I, I, I might have written that bio, part of that bio, just to try and get a job or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love how... <laughs> thank we, you. We, me, I'm infatuated with nicknames, right? Yeah. And I always love it when somebody has a nickname. Right. And Punker Pat is probably one of the most known nicknames in, in our industry, yeah. in our culture. Yeah. That's so funny. It, it is. And, and, and our show is named after our nicknames. Yeah. Late yeah. Night and his Chalky. name's Chalky. So that's our <laughs> that's why nicknames are so like. So when you look insane. up our guests, almost every guest has a nickname. It's so and good. if not, we we coin them. We make one up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's funny because that made me think of um, like having the name that kind of like precedes yours. Some people hear about it. I think yeah. my name was just so weird. It was like Punker Pat. What? Like, and I think a lot of people get disappointed when they meet me. Like, oh, you're not even a punker. Like, you're like this like what like preppy kid or from Newport or whatever. Like, um, and I remember when I first met. Uh, the like Dean Morrison and so I met Dingo Dingo, Dingo and he yeah. was like relatively unknown at the time yeah. like you know he's writing JS's but he was like young I mean like maybe 17 or something 16 before the before that the, Joel Parkinson or Mick Fanning before yeah. we really knew who those guys were and I met them and and Dean was like you're Punker Pat oh my god we have a song about you like what I'm like what and I just like and I watch him surf I'm like this guy surfs circles around me I have no chance to be a legitimate professional surfer ever and then like come to find out how gnarly like Joel and Mick and all these guys are I'm like okay I'm out of I don't think this is going to work for me but Wait, they were so classic did that, they sing the song to you he sang the song it was like I don't think it was like so yeah he sang they had like some weird song or something that when they were groms you know just saying funny because like the name was like stuck with them yeah. it was like this punk and then Vulcan was such a marketing machine that like oh for you know, sure and that, that's and that's that where, where it, it got was. it was it got so yeah. well received and well known is because they're you're in, a, you, in you the early fit. days a lot of those you ads, embodied what youth against establishment was at Vulcan, the time yeah you know. yeah I was like <laughs> but, but, but I get <laughs> it. little shit against establishment <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I get it because you know you're clean cut you know blonde hair blue well, now for kids I mean. <laughs> you know, you think of punker that you're going to have like, you know, yeah. like yeah. tats and you're going to be gnarly, like nose earring. Well, I mean, I got nose a lot ring. of, you know, backlash too. Like, oh, late night is he's like this crazy party dude, you know, like what the heck? And I'm like, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, at one point, you would put that behind you. You're you know, it was, it was, I was a, I was a professional. There's um, some, some real I, truth to late night. Yeah. Come on. There's some. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, and, and even then, the punkers come in all shapes and sizes, and they're also undercover brothers, you know? It's yeah. not the same for all. It's not just about the tattoos and the piercings, maybe. Sometimes it's an attitude. <laughs> you, you did other punk rock things in yeah. other ways. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning, though. Yeah. Newport Beach? Yeah. Born and raised? Yeah, born and raised. I mean, really, I guess it starts with, like, catching my first wave at Santa Nova. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Like, that changed my life, and, and then I think from then on, I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So, 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 so your first you. wave was in San Onofre, not Newport. Yeah, yeah, first huh. wave. I, mean, I think I might have bodyboarded and messed around, but really, my first wave where I caught it, went down the line, and felt the feeling and was hooked was like San Onofre, and it was with my mom's... Um, really close friend from college and he had a surfboard and took me out and I don't even remember if I paddled in myself or I got pushed in but I caught a wave and I just stood up and I remember like just gliding yeah, shit. Yeah, like going fast it. yeah and just falling in love with that and being in the water and then also just having come from like traditional sports and all those things where people are telling you what to do all the time. How and, uh, old were you? I was like eight and I just realized I'm like fuck all that like I don't want you know, <laughs> yeah. this is it because I mean you're just like so free you know and, at yeah. eight years old you said fuck all that <laughs> I tell my kids it's like free roller coaster rides you know yeah. like you don't have to go wait you know, sometimes you have to wait in line and battle for the wave but like endless endless waves it's, oh. it's kind of funny how special that moment is right that very first glide and in your mind that's forever etched in your mind but it's such a like you know simple thing it, but in our in our world's that's like the most important thing, right? Like that oh. first wave and your first, your first wave, your first duck dive, your first barrel, your first overhead. You know, like there's all these like monumental accolades that like stick to your. I know my first barrel was at Golden West. You know, like in the short <laughs> break. Yeah. and I, I just got bulldozed in the sand, but I, I just remember being inside, seeing of it. the vision. I was like, I was inside the barrel. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like that when you when you paddle. Because it's so, I mean, surfing is so hard. It's hard It's it's hard to explain how difficult it is because there's so many moving parts to, to surfing, right? Like sitting on your board, turning it around, you know, having your chest in the right spot when you're paddling, all those things. But when it all comes together that and you stand up for that first time, it's like, whoa, this is life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's part of it too, though. For me, it was, I mean, already like loving the water and the ocean is such an important part and then like that experience of actually riding a wave and yeah. then, and how that just like really sets the hook for how much you love being in the water and yeah. want to learn to surf and then it's like the threshold gets higher and higher to kind of yeah. create that same feeling, right? Yeah. And I think that's even the interesting thing being at our age now where you're the even though the bar goes way high, you almost have to like learn how to like lower the bar again and be like, okay, yeah. how can I just make like every day really fun and, and appreciate every day yeah. of riding wave instead of having that bar so high and expectations so high, especially like for us where we're, we're living for the most part in a, in a 
place that you're not chasing swells and running around. You have a job and a life, and so you got to be able to make the best out of like those every day. Yeah, you know, just whatever you're gonna get scenarios. Well, let's go back though. So you're eight years old. You yeah. got hooked on surfing. So what was your first surfboard? Oh, my brother got a board for like the Sano Surf Day. Actually, again, Sano is like such a place, but like. He got this board for it was like the junior lifeguards like little excursion they did down to um, down to Sano. We went to Russell Surfboards and Pod Cullen slanged us the Rock and Fig like my Sick. mom, my brother, me, and he sold us the Rock and Fig board. My it was my brother's board really. He got it and then he's like all bummed like he didn't want the Rock and Fig and it was like that experience of buying a surfboard where it's. Sort of like, I don't know, buying a car. Like, hey, I want the Ferrari. But you're like, dude, you're not ready for the Ferrari. You're just learning to drive. Yeah. You're getting, yeah, this board. It's a, so, like, pod, like, a size no of the right. No <laughs> disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. thing. <laughs> thing. Yeah, so it was classic because, yeah, my brother was so bummed because he wanted, like, you know, whatever the, the yeah. hot board was. Or, like, wanted, like, a Russell. Maybe that was more just dialed and yeah. killer. But so. you, don't, you don't know what you really want. You, yeah, like you yeah. said, you want the hot rod, but it's like you're not ready for that. No. Well, and you, you're more drawn to the air spray and the logos and everything else and actually what's going to perform for you but it was great because we he took that board like used it for that mission and then it was just like screw this thing i don't want it and i was able to take over on that board and that was my board and then i think he what, ended up, what was it what, like a thruster a single fin it was a thruster yeah it was like a thruster just like a little like thick cool little board you know it was a small thruster thick a lot of volume and and that board was awesome we used that for a while my next board after that was a water spot Water spot. Minnow. Yeah. Suzuki. Yeah, Minnow Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we got the water spot board, which is killer. My brother ended up on, I can't remember, I think he might have had a water spot too, but it was like a, it was like a, it had a, yeah, we're, a Mountain Suns like logo on it. Sick. It was like 80s, you know, like early 80s or mid 80s. And then, yeah, that was kind of the journey. And your brother's Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Tito. Uncle Tito. Yeah. Outspoken, <laughs> gnarly dude. Um, yeah. So he was surfing too like did he was he a little bit ahead of you like is he a little he, older he you wasn't or? as i don't i mean i i want to say he i mean he was into it but maybe not as into it as i was he was still like i mean chad was like one of the most talented like every sport yeah person yeah. you know i think i was never as talented as he was he just know, liked to do degree. everything not focus 100 percent on surf yeah and i like laser beam like that's just how i am i think in general i'm just like am I just yeah. so into something and and so he was still really I mean like playing golf or baseball he was really good at baseball so he had a lot of other interests going and I kind of like is found what, that calling two, I feel like. two years older than you? yeah two years older okay. yeah and so you're, you know your Sano days it was like far and few between what was your local spot where you started Blackies oh, yeah, and you just, worked the jetties I mean, back up yeah was, that was the deal yeah. that was the coolest thing I think Newport is, is really special in that way because everything is like bikeable everything is yeah, it's, it's really tight. easy. Yeah, you start yeah. with with Blackies and then you kind of work your way up. And, you know, we kind of ran 34th Street. The period of time that was, like, really fun was if like we were running 34th Street where you yeah. just had this gang of kids that were down there all the time. We'd go scrounge. The biggest thing was that we'd do is we'd scrounge for money. Yeah. And we'd <laughs> dude, get, that's their life. That's, that every, that's every beach community grown. It's so funny, dude. dude. Yeah. 30 minutes, I'd have enough for lunch and a freaking candy bar and a Slurpee and, you know, you name it. It's scrounging easy. must be hard these days. you got to have a Venmo. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. These kids, I don't know these kids are scrounging like we did, but no, we're getting this No one carries cash. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd be like, we got to make a phone call. Like, uh-huh. we're, we're stuck down here. i got to get the bus. Oh, yeah, here's 50 cents. So we'd scrounge up. And I think Chicken Littles at the time, I think they were 50 cents for a Chicken Little. So, like, every phone call you had a Chicken Little. So, it was like we get Chicken Littles 
and then you just would like get your drink, your drink, and you had a drink though, but you held your drink for like a week. You know what I mean? Your cup would be all dilapidated and like, <laughs> kept using it. Then, yeah, and then like I remember one time we were in, we were in Carl's Jr. used to be on that corner. I think it was Carl's Jr. And so we were in there, and one of our buddies, Jeremy Corum, was was getting called out for his cup. Yeah. And then he got this big argument with the people, and it was like, oh, then I went outside, and some like patron of the place was. You know, kind of getting all huffy puffy, like getting like you little punks, da da da, right? Whatever. Jeremy Corbin had a whole coke and just winged it at a guy's head, and we were like, "All right, we're out of here." Yeah. <laughs> back to the beach. Yeah. You're losing our business. <laughs> yeah. So, so going back, like those early days are so freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Newport, when when you know, being an outsider, being an in, growing up, you know, in the inland, mm-hmm. like you guys, Larson and and yourself, Punker Pat, you know, Huntington's got its, like, crazy characters and, like, you know... Like, the older generation. The older generation of... of, uh, The drywaller guy that, you know, like, the bartender, you know, like... It's hard. Huntington's hard, dude. Huntington's hard. (laughs) But you you had, like, the the guys that were, I mean, dedicated to it, like, every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your your area, right? Like... Newport Beach, Echo Beach, Studio 54, mm-hmm. all those things come to mind. We've had, you know, Miller, Todd the Whacker Miller, <laughs> and, and we've had Richie Skeletor oh, Collins, Richie, you know? Yeah. So it's like we, we've yeah. gotten a lot of, like, cool stories from those guys about Newport. And, yeah. you know, you're, you're like, after those guys, right? Like, totally. looking, you're, like, a not a generation, but, like, yeah. you know... A segment after those guys because it's Richie. But back and, then, that was a generation. Yeah. Even a few years, yeah. it was like a generation. I mean, but totally it, it, kind of I, just different experiences. I think they're similar but different. I mean, yeah. like, and there's overlap. And and a lot of times too, especially when you're younger, you almost don't even know who those guys are. And yeah. Newport's different in a way where I think Huntington and maybe like San Clemente, like people don't leave in general. I feel like yeah. a lot of people stay. Newport, some people stay, but a lot of people leave. Like, it's, like, not the best surfing place. Like, it's, like, good sometimes. It's not good all the time. Really, like, really not. It's consistently, like, you can get in the water, but it's not, like, San Clemente that has, like, lower trussels and and uppers and really high quality, great waves. And even even Huntington, for that matter, is, like, more surfable on a really consistent basis. Like, we had so many people leave. Like, I don't know, like, a guy like Sam Lovell or, like, just a bunch of, or they just don't surf anymore. Like, or like, you know, like DK or a lot of the guys from the Echo Beach. Like, those guys are like, or Gothard, like, all those guys, like, kind of bailed, you know? So you yeah. don't really see them as much. Yeah. But they would come back to town, and especially for me, when I once I was like on my little thing, and I would be like, peacocking, and like, and then they're like, what's up, you little shit? Like, yeah. oh, punker pal, like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, hey, what's up, who are you? Yeah. Like, I'm John Gothard, dude, that's who I am. I'm like, oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. And he's like, Flip me over on my board, and I'm like, okay, this guy's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was that, 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 that was the pecking order back then. It yeah. was like when you're a kid, it's like you're out there every day because you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. And you get somebody, it's like I don't, I'm here every day. I haven't seen you. Yeah. Like, maybe show up every once in a while, but those are the gnarlies. You yeah, know? that's like yeah, totally. It's, it's kind of crazy because Newport, you know, like we were saying, there's so many guys that made a name for themselves at Newport. You know, yeah. Jeff Parker and John Gothard mm-hmm. and... DK you know, and Wooly. I mean, even yeah. after surf and in surf, I mean, just the... The industry, yeah. a lot of a lot of our industry has come out from, you know, Huntington, Newport. Yeah, I mean, it just is like historically, I mean, like, 
Hurley as far as like for a photo, HD. like it's like really photogenic. It's really close to the beach. It's like like a high impact, quick wave, and yeah. so like even like Mike Moore, all the people like to shoot there. Like photographers yeah, like hollow. to shoot there because it's really hollow. Yeah, and like really beautiful and whatever. However, the studio Lighting. five four, you know, yeah. and so but then up the hill is a great place to have a business because it's actually like you can go surf at lunch and then they're not as many anymore but there used to be just tons of people making things yeah. like the makers like production and all this yeah. different stuff it's like that was there so it's super close and easy and and yeah. so I heard that was kind of like yeah just the hub of everything i mean even down here you think about like you know i moved south and so we're down capo like people who have businesses in san Quentin, it's, it's harder to go surf at lunch like yeah. where the business park is way further away from where the brakes are if you're gonna go surf and you want to go surf a good way you're gonna have to go get an electric bike or whatever it's just a lot longer process like in newport you can be costa mesa be down to the beach in 10 minutes in the water surf for 30 be back to work and you know a round trip an hour like and have your like minute king sandwich and like it's epic like that's it's good it's a good zone so going back to you surfing after you rode that rock and fig board what what did you progress to and where did you start yeah. like you know we talked to people about oh yeah we start blackies and yeah. you make your way up the jetties and then oh dude yeah it was funny because like you know, you started blackies and you make your way to 34th and that was like that was like a really pure time for me in surfing and with just my friends that i kind of grew up with and like joe alani um grant gorman and we used to like i mean daddy hine and some of these other older guys that were like you know along the block my brother and you know we had the you know pretty solid group of of people like right there and it was kind of before sponsorship almost and then all of a sudden it was like pirate surf was sponsoring people and it was like oh well you're getting sponsored by pirate surf yeah cool. cool and then it was like yeah. but then and then it was like quicksilver is looking at this and then volcom or whatever and then so i think once like it was funny i mean there's a cool side of it and there's like a really like ruining part of it too like the sponsorship thing ruins a lot because what happens is like okay then your friends are jealous and it just kind of creates this whole new dynamic that's yeah just a reality dynamic but it's also just kind of weird because then it's like you're kind of like it almost getting pulled away from your friends and, and then it becomes much more competitive it's like okay now i remember like we had all the job almost like yeah you know? yeah and it's like but that's yeah, like you're getting more i don't know it just gets weird like you that's know? kind of like an aspect aspirational milestone right yeah. like when you're because you you want to outdo your friends yeah. first of all that's right a, you want to surf better every, than your friends exactly, every yeah. session did you see that turn who'd <laughs> have the best turn like yeah it was all one and, up in each other and to yeah. get that coveted sticker on your board and have some team manager you know whoever it is give you validation yeah of, of saying Huge. hey punker you're kind of ripping bro yeah yeah it was big i mean so who was your first one? No, so like, funny. So what happened was this is what happened too. So like, Grant Gorman was my best one of my best friends, like Joe and Grant Gorman, and then his older brother Matt Gorman was like a really good surfer and was like a little ahead of us in the game. And so like, fifty fourth was like the next like Everest to go like conquer. That's like, where oh, the pros go yeah. and hang out. That's where the pros are, and yeah. that's where it's like bigger and like you know, especially in the summer, it's like yeah, way more legit. They used to, I mean, I think the ways used to be better. Maybe it's just oh, no. smaller. Yeah, we, we, we talk, talk about, about that. All the time. Yeah, it's like, but. That was like the next big leap, and and so I remember like there was some drama at the house where we all kept our surfboards. The mom, like I'm sure, I don't know. There's it's up for debate. I mean, I used to be a little shit for sure, but I don't think it was my fault. But like some things happen. Next thing you know, like the mom's like throwing all the stuff at me, like you're out of here, you're out of here, you're you can't leave your stuff here anymore. And I'm like, you know, fuck you. I'm going up to 54th. This is my time. I'm going up there, dude. Like this is, and I was like ruined my bike. I'm like. You know, we used to ride our bikes every day to the beach. And this was when I was, like, 12. So we yeah. were, even starting at, like, 10, I think, I'd ride my bike from the heights down to the beach 
all the time before school even and so I'm like get on my bike I'm on my Schwinn I'm like oh, I'm going to 54 fuck it let's go boom <laughs> I ride up to 54 I'm like where am I solo like 54 and I just got kicked out of the house of the Groms I'm like all right I guess on the big boy field and so I'm like started surfing out there like Matt Gorman kind of like took me under his wing a little bit and kind of got to know a couple people and then like shortly thereafter you know I was 12 years old and like um like I remember Troy Eckert like paddled up to me he had like crazy hair it was like I'm like purple, weird, crazy hair. And he's like, what's up, man? What's your name? And I'm like, Pat. And he's like, oh, cool. He's like, he's all, yeah, all right. Like, like I don't know if he was like, yeah, you got to come, come by, like, Volcom sometime. We're up the hill or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool, all right, whatever. And then at that same time, though, like, my brother's friends, uh, Kylie Hart and Jack Shimko, got sponsored by Volcom. And they're skaters. They're, like, really good skaters. And they're, like, little shits. Like, like dude, they were the worst. Like, <laughs> And, you know, they used to beat the crap out of me. But they're, like, oh, you know, like... And, and so these guys got, to, so I'm like, I knew what Vulcan was and I knew it was like cool. And, and so, and it was when it was pretty much just started, you know, like very early, um, like, I don't know if it was the first year or whatever it was, I think it was 91, 92 or something. And so, or, so we, um, so I remember, yeah. And then I was like, uh, I was, oh, and then I, and then like a little bit later, like what it was a couple of days later. So, I was, so he, he said, "Come by and check yeah, us like, out." Yeah, come by. Yeah, come yeah. by. Just, just not like, really like, like, hey, not like you're sponsored, but yeah, like, yeah, hey, come by and check out the thing. Come, come, come grab a sticker. Like, right, yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, whatever. I didn't really, think, you know, I didn't even really think more about it. But then I was up at a, I was up at a, a Rob Edelhauser. So at the time, Rob Edelhauser was like this, like big, like cool dude in Newport. He had this sick house, like up on the Heights. Had a kind of a legit half pipe, like it was like bigger than a mini ramp. It was like kind of like a. I don't know, it was like a ten footer, Didn't and mean. in his yard, and his his parents, I, I think his dad like owned Catalina Flyer or something, and and so whatever. There's like a big skate jam going on, and I was over there skating because I used to skate all the time, so I'd skate everywhere, and and were so you, were you good at skateboarding too? I was, oh, I was good. I mean, I was like whatever, yeah, I was well, okay. I was just, just good enough not to around. kill yourself and yeah. break your legs. And, and I charged Yeah, and I charged like skate the ramp. You know, I'd be like not scared to like drop in and skate and like do grinds and stuff. So. Troy saw me there. He's like, "What's up, dude? No way, bro. You gotta come by. Come, come over. Like, jump in. Like, he like threw me in his car. Like, come over. Like, come to Volcom. I'll get you some stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So then he like whatever, laced me up with gear and da da da. Sponsored. So I was like, all right, I'm sponsored. All right, yeah. Cool. And, yeah. And what was it like? They have like board shorts at that time and everything. Or yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it was like it was like leather. It was like the it was like the killer. Like I think I have them in here somewhere. Snake, but like snakeskin, snakeskin waistband. Yeah, yeah. Waistband, like really cool. Um, like here's one of the old shirts. Like here's one of like the first shirts that even like I had. But everything was like way too big for me too. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was like. Oh man, I remember that guy. And it's funny. This is like made. Boracho. It's a marina. It's just a marina. Like look at like, the tag. Is yeah. Even, like not. Yeah, even, it's not even like <laughs> screen printed. It's and, just a off the shelf blank. Yeah, and so so that was it. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Like they had a mini ramp in the office. Like you walk in, and it was a mini ramp, and then the offices were like surrounding the mini ramp, and the warehouse was like to the left. Yeah. And it was really cool. I mean, Matt Patterson and all the guys were awesome. Wooly and the Tucker. Whole crew. So yeah, Tucker was just like, all right, man, cool, boom. And then um and then I was hanging out down at fifty four at that was many a spot. It was like Screwy Louie was on the beach and you know, Ghetto and and there's just a whole were you, cast ta- of were characters. you telling your like, other other groms down at thirty fourth, like come up or were you just like screw them, I'm I'm got got my new new click? No, yeah, like I think Joe and Lonnie kind of started coming up, and then I, I kind of found and stumbled into a new group though too, because then it was like Matt Murphy and Keith Granger, and like there's a whole that whole yeah. crew of kids that I mean like now are isn't that like, weird? Faded, like nowhere to isn't be seen, it weird but... to think that you know it's like a mile away, right? Yeah. But it's like a whole world. 
when you're oh, that, when you're that age, when you're that yeah. age, you're like, holy shit, I'm into this next realm. Yeah. It's a whole other world with a, you know. But like every day, you go down there in the morning, and there's at least a photographer, you yeah. know, oh, for sure, on, in the yeah. water, on the jetty, or yeah. beach, whatever. Then, and there's sure. a there's a pro or two, yeah. and not just Newport, but like I mean, Huntington guys were coming down there. We around that time we were on Quicksilver, and they they run their Tuesday yeah. night, Tuesday yeah. workouts. It was like, sick and, all summer long. Yeah, yeah and so we, cool. we were down there. Like I mean, I post up like a couple days a week down there. I was like, dude, I'm. I'm coming down here more often, yeah. you know, just yeah. from surfing Huntington for a few years as a Grom and then coming in again, that's a whole nother world away. It's like, yeah. so who, so so I, yeah, I kind of like bailed that whole scene almost. I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm got, I found my thing. I'm doing this. Boom. So I got up there and I had this new group of kids, but then it was like, I was just with what? older people, you know, but we did have like Makai McKenna and Andreas Exakarakis, um, who's like older than me that were sponsored by Volcom as well. So there was like a group and, and I was going to like Wooly's house right there. And then, you know, going to, um, uh, like Scott Terrio and those guys had a house and then I smoked weed for my first time I was like 12 years old and like you know smoking weed that's for my young first time. huh oh yeah and then like and I was like small for my age too and there's like the chicks there's all these chicks like post up the right party there. scene there's like Charity I don't know like you remember her there's a whole girl that's so the whole scene dude it was like whoa and I was just drum and they just like they just you know brought me in and I was like the token like wild kid and, yeah. then, and then like we were at, one day we were at Wooly's house, and I was like, I think Wooly and Gitto lived there, and I can't remember, Cunningham maybe, or somebody, like, but we were in there, and then we were watching the Sex Pistols movie, and then my brother started, like, there's, like, this scene where there's, like, I don't know, just, like, a punk rock show, and they're, like, strangling each other, and, like, dancing, and, like, I think it was my brother and me, like, strangling me, like, you know, he's really strangling me, like, to probably kill me, and, and then they're, like, and I probably deserved it somehow, and... And that's when they're like, oh, dude, Punker Pat, that's your name, bro. You're Punker Pat. Because you guys were rocking out this yeah, sex. I was, a little, I was a little punk kid. I was yeah. always like, you know, just popping off and just causing trouble. And so like, Punker Pat. And then like, I think it was like that same day. And they were like, Phil, we filmed, we're filming a library ride during that time too. And like, and then like, they duct tape me to a pole with Makai. I think it was Makai I was with. And they're like, duct tape me to a pole. And they're, you know, they're just like <laughs> all sorts of torture. The, yeah. kid, the kid torture back in the day. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, we, we'd yeah. have that in front of Chuck Dent, this guy Paul Evans, who was like oh, just... the bully. He, yeah, he was just a big pit bull, like... Red bully. hair. He was like a sales rep, so he was like just just a man. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, he, but like, he just tortured all of us. Yeah. And we got duct taped and freaking yeah. assaulted, <laughs> or you'd be at the beach trying to change and so, oh, rip your yeah. towel off. Oh, yeah, like, so like, that was the day you were anointed the Punker Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of rad. Yeah, yeah, it was to funny. finally hear that story. Yeah, right? yeah. And then that time, then, then and then like right then, like they gave me like a double page spread and beach happy, you know, like oh my and, like, god, I was, like double page spread. I was like, I can, I mean, really like in how like, bum was I, Uncle Tito though? Oh yeah, everyone was. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was. It kind of like it was weird, you know. It was a weird time because it's funny too. Like we're talking about our friends and stuff like that. So yeah. like, I'm getting all this attention, and it's like, well, okay, like. But I kind of had like that was kind of my jam too. I kind of loved it, you know. I was this punky kid, and Dude. and I kind of like my parents weren't involved and didn't have any idea what was going yeah. on, you know. I was just like, I found my world, you know. I'm all in it. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, so I got this double H spread, and, hey, then, I, and then the Volta video came sorry out. Sorry to cut you off, but mm -hmm. 12 years old. Yeah. You're getting free, you know, clothing, writing for the coolest fucking brand that's out there. Yeah. I mean, the coolest brand that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Living in the heart of, part of the heart of our industry, right? Yeah. And living the, 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 the punker pat life right there. And, yeah. and that's I mean, crazy. I mean, yeah, it, it goes to show, I'm sure you had a bunch of buddies that were super jealous, but it's like, it just, 
it's not just hey you rip it's like dude it's you know personality and it's being able to hang and be cool you know yeah. like yeah. even though you were a yeah. little shit like but but the, they embrace twelve that. years old yeah, though, you know like, like you were part of the you were part of the inner circle with the crew yeah. yeah and I mean and that's that's what leads to a double page spread and beach happy and that you know it's like and, and honestly being, being how there. long <laughs> like think of think of all the people that that's happened to. Not very many people. <laughs> At that age, it was funny. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, I think it was like some of the first time, you know what I mean? And it was really funny because, I mean, obviously that continued on, that whole thing, and like digging, like leaning into it even more and those guys really like supporting and like getting behind it but it was you were like, growing it was time with the brand too at yeah. the same time it was weird because it did like it was just funny because i mean like even at the same time it's like we had parents friends who'd be like telling my parents like dude that brand is like really bad like you don't understand like this you is going on establishment there. bunch of punks <laughs> yeah. and yeah and then my brother was there one time and they this chick let him use their car and they were like i don't know they're high or they're doing but then they got in a huge car accident out front and there's a whole weird thing with that but then it was like kind of that kind of got brushed under and then it was like a trip because yeah, like, it was super disruptive, and you know the culture of it was also sort of like, whoa, that looks kind of gnarly. Like yeah. the parties were gnarly, or like you know all that stuff was happening. But at the same time, I was always like, no, this is like my calling. This is what I'm doing. I love it. Like this is, and it was cool. And my parents gave me the freedom to kind of like live that and do that, and which is you know, and I don't know if I do the same thing for my kids because yeah. I know better. But I mean, I got to I got to learn a it's lot. It's a different that whole, generation now. Yeah. yeah so learned a lot through that process like it was, yeah and, and those guys i mean they were partying and they were having a good time and you're probably you know seeing and and you know a lot more than you should have at that yeah. age but they weren't forcing you to do anything they're they oh, you know no, like it yeah. was a brotherhood that's what yeah, I, yeah. we always talk about yeah. it's like hey you're you're part of this but what you see here stays here and and sometimes not and you know they didn't give a, they didn't it, give a shit it they sucks were it sucks because you know that's life and and <laughs> I wouldn't trade that for anything else. You know no, what I mean? Dude, totally. I mean, that's the educational process. Yeah. Learning and learning is the old, like the experience, life experience is the ultimate it's, education. Like yeah. no matter what you do, you go to school, do whatever. You don't learn shit until you're in the real world and you're having real, your real world experiences and yeah. And like navigating, you know, yeah. all this other shit's fake really besides yeah. like relationships and, and learning and growing as a person, you know, everything yeah. else is kind I of mean, fabricated. You it, know? It's for unfortunate, sure. you know, like, Drugs, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Everyone goes through that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, in, in different circles, you know, in different circumstances. And, you know, sometimes it takes people down and sometimes it doesn't, you know. And in your case, it, it, it didn't take you down. It took me down at one point. <laughs> no, it took me down hard at one point. But at the same time, it was that was later right. on. And, like, it was... Um, but during those younger years, yeah, it was just so fun. I yeah. mean, it was such a fun, carefree time. And then, like, dude, all of a sudden, it's like, you're going on a trip to France. You're going on a trip to Indo. You're like, I was like, dude, I mean, like, it was incredible. Yeah. So but for my level of surfing, I mean, I don't think I became a, a legitimately, like, good to very good surfer until much later, you know? I mean, like, I think I was an average, like, decent surfer. I mean, I surfed the NSSA. is like, yeah, I get so smoked. I mean, like, I had nobody down there. I didn't have my coach dads or anybody down there. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't think I was surfing on the level of a lot of the kids that were... Did you have the drive? Half did you... the amount of attention that I did, right? Yeah. But I mean, a lot of that's, like, drive. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you're not, like, I'm, I am want to show up and I want to win and I'm going to yeah. do whatever it takes, like, you know, if you're just showing up because that's what we, we did, you know? Like, oh, we're... Yeah, yeah. All, if you if you surf good, you're gonna go do all the contests with your friends and go have like a you know. That's what it was for me. I mean, I never had any like my parents and like 
you know, my brother, like, I don't know, just, I grew up in a really competitive environment, like crazy. And that's what yeah. turned me off to like golf or other sports that are more traditional is because I just did not like that competitive aspect. Not that I don't have competitive drive within me, but I think at the same time, especially for surfing was like such a like sacred thing. It's more of a religion for me or, yeah. or a, a spiritual practice for me than yeah. it is like a competitive thing. So I think even from very early on, that was never my motivation. It was yeah. like, it was though. I mean like going to the contest, it was just like, getting dropped off and it's like, all right, hang with the boys or I take the bus up. I mean, I started, I became friends with like so many cool kids from along the coast, like from Brian Conley. Like I remember going to the first ever like place where we knew a kid that worked in and it was Dairy Queen. We got to go behind the counter. We freaking ate ice cream with our fingers out of the tubs and doing all that to like yeah. going up and hanging out with Taylor Evans and, and, and Ben, um, uh, Ben Will. Um, no, yeah, uh, 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 Carl, no. Uh, one of my space and uh, Ben Knight, Ben Knight, no, yeah, and like Flying that scroll. whole group, and like and like that whole group, like that's where I, I mean, I lost my virginity with those guys. You know what I mean? I would have never, never lost my virginity. It wasn't for you know, no, those. Days. And, this, <laughs> and this is what's insane about like surfing, and surfing, and the culture and stuff is, you know, did you remember a heat you won or a contest or a final? No, but I remember meeting these guys in other towns, yeah. and you get to go travel to these. Again, your little bubble where, you know, talked about 34th to 54th and this and going to Huntington. And then all of a sudden now you're friends with up and down the coast. I'll be like, dude, I'm surfing with Karen Horn and Josh Mulcoy and Homer Hinard and and Omar and all these guys up in Santa Cruz, like the best guys there, you know. And then you got the best guys in each town all the way from San Diego to Santa Cruz. And you're like, so these go, are my boys. Yeah, go back. Insane. And then it goes global. And you're like, oh man, yeah. I got all these friends over here. And you know, Hawaii, go back. France, go right? back to to getting sponsored by Volcom. What boards were you riding? Oh man, it was funny. Like I went through so many boards. Like it's it's crazy. Like when I at one point, like I think Richie kind of like got me a couple boards at one point. But Richie was so gnarly. It was like contra days, and he was just <laughs> such a tyrant. And he just was like. You're an idiot. You don't know what you want. And I was like, all right, man, this guy's too intense for me. Like, I, gotta get out of here. Yeah, I, I, like, I know what's going to work <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah. I got like one board, but it was kind of, I think that was even before maybe sponsored days. But then, I mean, Roger Baltiero was my first shaper. And wow. like, I still do stuff with him now. And he's an amazing guy. He's like that. I mean, you should have him on the podcast. He's one of the best. For sure. He's, I mean, he's charges, dude. That guy charges so hard. Porto, he right? still charges. Yeah, yeah, he's a badass. Like, I met him at uh, Bud Lama's shop. Oh, he's yeah. a freaking awesome guy. And then... Um, after Roger, I mean, like Cordell Miller made me tons of boards and over the years. Cordy. Cordy's amazing. I love Cordy. Um, trying to think of who else. Like, uh, you know, and then I like got like these weird like Hawaiian sponsor things. Like it's full circle. Like I think it was TNC was Joe McNulty was giving me boards from TNC. You're kidding and then me. Joel, I mean, Joe McNulty lives in my neighborhood as a kid, the same age as my son. So we're like uh, hanging out all the time. We, they're on the same baseball team and everything is super random. I rode like... Um, HIC boards, which was insane because Andy was on the program at the time too. So it was like getting our Kawas and all that stuff, which was incredible. I think I won I remember for a bunch of Hawaiian boards. It was so funny because then I had like. Because um, there were so they, many they, good shapers within that Southern California like zone. Yeah, but then also, but at that time, like my favorite surfers were Bruce and Andy, and like that's who I hung out with, like yeah. traveling, and I was always like, you know, admired those guys so much. And, and so, you know, I remember like Local Motion, I got some boards from them. and um, But then, uh, and then, oh, yeah, Spider. I mean, I was on Spider for a long time. No way. Yeah. And for Spider, Jarvis? Yeah, dude. That was, like, one of the coolest teams, too. At one point, there, his team was so sick. It was, yeah. like... So stacked. Benji, Conan Hayes... Um, Greg. Like, Ross. Tom Curran. Like, yeah, Tom. Ross. Like, yeah, Greg. Like, all these, like, freaking awesome guys. Um, ben Bourgeois. I don't know. There was, like, it was like, an yeah, insane dude. team. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, 
and uh, and that was cool. So I, and I got a lot of great boards from him. And yeah, I don't know. So, so your amateur like career wasn't really notable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, a nice it, way to put it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, no. No, I the best I ever did was I made like a quarterfinals at like nationals or something like that. But you, know, but you like, did, yeah. you did them. Yeah, I did. But I mean, you weren't like, like super competitive surfer. No, yeah, you, I mean, you I were did, like I went to the things, you know. Well, dude, I mean, he was getting jet setted around the world with yeah, Volcan. I, mean, I, I think too, like it was weird. I mean, like even the way like they looked at me because I don't think I don't know, I don't think any other people even wrote for Volcan. Maybe they were doing SSAs for a while. But it was like I think they looked at me like what is the deal with this kid? Like, this is so weird. You That's kind of what, what I wanted. Weird. Like, and I, my parents weren't there ever. Like I was just down there and I was just like kind of a little shit. And like, you know, so I think they had like, and like, cause you, this is yeah. an interesting, uh, take on, on surf Grom sponsored Grom. Yeah. Cause your path was totally different from anybody that we've talked to. Yeah. Right. Like you, you were more of like a face for the brand. Yeah. You know, a face and personality rather than, oh, up and coming ripper. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I, sure. I think brands back then kind of had like all of that covered. They had the contest guys. They had the, you know, the local pros. They had the tour guys, but they needed like, and I know Quicksilver, you know, which, you know, Volcom was, you know, taking a page out of their book, which was, you know, have the best or the coolest kids in each town, in you each know, town. and not necessarily, you know, the guy winning all the contests, although they did eventually, like you said, had a bunch of kids at the NSSAs as they grew, but yeah. you know, yeah. how much influence like this guy had and just yeah. all of his, all the school hanging out on the beach. And like, I'm not saying which you, drives, yeah. which drives product. Yeah. Yeah. Your surfing yeah. is, is great, but it was yeah. more of like, you know, it was punk or pat. Yeah. It was the other stuff. And it was like, you know, for whatever reason, too, I mean, and I, I don't know if it's true anymore. I don't know what the surf industry is doing, but like, <laughs> <laughs> there is a surf industry. But it's like, you know, especially during that time and how big those brands were becoming, but how important Orange County was. How important and within that, like, it was really to a win Newport, in Orange Newport, County. Newport, yeah. Costa Mesa was it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was where, like, Surfside, no. the most, like, big, like, driver shop, and then, like, Jack's and all that. And, like, and the socioeconomic factor, like, with the you know, affluence that happens in, yeah. in Newport and that was where the ways were and that was like kind of where everything permeated from for whatever reason. So that was like, you know, yeah. if you won in Orange County or at least held your own, then it was yeah. just a snowball effect, you know, out, yeah. out from there, you know, yeah. but you had to, you had to win and prove yourselves locally. And it was, yeah. a, it was a doggy dog fight between yeah. all the brands. Yeah. yeah. Well, going, going back to you and your relationship with Volcom, it's like, you know, Volcom was not a, a chalk brand. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they didn't care about who if you're on the on Sunday finals day. Yeah. You know, they don't they didn't that wasn't what they're trying to portray and that 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 wasn't their demographic or who they were targeting. They were just trying to, hey, we got cool people on our team that that rip and have a different like outlook on what lifestyle is yeah i remember like when the big thing was it was like oh we're gonna sponsor like a gnarly guy and i was like whoa and it was like kind of under wraps they weren't even talking about it and i was like and then like okay dude this is who we're sponsoring it was gavin beshin and that was like the big like <laughs> new guy i'm like oh all right yeah sick dude like gavin's amazing like but it was like that was the mentality it wasn't shane beshin it's gavin beshin yeah right like that was the the strategy and like the the vibe I and mean, we had such a cool group of interesting people you know like barney and 
and uh, yeah, like the Gavins and um, you know, obviously Bruce. So that was later on, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, like he just like changed the game completely. Yeah. It was just yeah, because like, he was that you yeah. know marquee surfer player mm-hmm. guy that just like Barney. No, Bruce. Oh, like, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, yeah. when, you know, Barney was was phenomenal in his own his own. Way. He was like a yeah. character. Yeah, but yeah. like when. Bruce was going to go sign this big deal and he had, you know, Volcom wasn't the big brand at no. the time. Yeah. You know, they had yeah. to, they had to le- leverage, you know, to like pull that off. Yeah. He was the, and it, the guy. I mean, that was. Well, so what was your first uh, huge. surf trip out of the country? Oh, man. I mean, I'm Mexico and, you know. With friends, or, parents, yeah. like, did they? Oh, oh like, were parents, you, like, Costa Rica, yeah. Hawaii, you know. And you're like, we're that. bringing a board. Yeah. Let's go somewhere yeah. I can surf. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then like, <laughs> but really, like, after, like, a certain age, like, 12 or 13, that I never traveled ever with my parents. It was always with Volcom. Like, every Christmas, I'd go to Hawaii. It was, like, right when Christmas break was started, I'd go to Hawaii that whole time. Yeah. Like, literally, like, it was, like, the night of Christmas, like, I'd go. You know, yeah. we, because we do like a Christmas Eve and a Christmas morning, then I'd be like, boom, on a flight to Hawaii. Literally, I'm like showing up, you know, I used to stay at the Parker's house, you know, and then it was like, once I got past like 14, and then it was like, stay at the Volcom house, you know, so then I was staying with all the boys, and it was... Did they have the pipe house then? Yeah, yeah. well, it wasn't the pipe house, no, no, it was first, first houses were like Rocky Point, yeah. you know, and then there's like Rocky Point, and I, there's some classic photos, there's like Eric Diaz and Andy, there's a photo like, was in Surfing Magazine of them like, writing on my face and like blowing hits into my I mean like they were abusing me dude that was where I got some solid mileage put on me I mean but I was tough because I had gone through it with my brother and his friends like they used to beat the shit yeah. out of me so I was like okay I was pretty hard and I could take a beating so but those guys like would definitely put the hammer down like yeah and, and at you, end, you couldn't really do much about it you're just kind of like either you sack up and toughen up and, and roll the punches or you're just tail between the legs and you're not coming back well it's yeah. funny because I think that's kind of a, a, a way of showing you that they like you too yeah right? yeah totally you're a oh, drama that's part of the sure. right? yeah. like, you're always in the truck though you know what I mean like yeah. you're not gonna like if you're bitching out then you're in whatever crying you're not gonna get like in the back of the truck to go surf you're gonna and, and, <laughs> I mean, 14 years old to go to Hawaii by yourself no parents yeah. I mean that's fucking that's a big deal yeah you know like when you, no cell phones, no like nothing, and no like. I'll call yeah. you. I'll I'll yeah. I'll one eight hundred collect. Call yeah. you. Like, you're you're like there for a month, right? Yeah. I mean, you did it, Lar. You you got to do that kind of stuff, but like, are you kidding me? You yeah. you were on your own, fucking fending for yourself, like top ramen and rice yeah. and fucking spamisubis and <laughs> charging big waves. It was crazy, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, because well, yeah, even then, too, though, I was like... Yeah, what, what, were you borrowing boards? You, what did you bring over there the yeah, first I'd bring time? boards or I'd borrow boards, like, you know, but it's like there's no excuses, like, pat, you're paddling out. That's the coolest thing, too, because, like, you know, I think it's the nice, like, part of surfing in general, especially back then. It's, like, such a, like, like the brotherhood or, like, the older guys taking you under their wing and you get that lucky opportunity to, like, be shepherded out to, like, okay, you're going to go surf Sunset. It looks, and you're just, like, watching on the beach, like, Oh, yeah. what where do I go <laughs> what do I do like, and then so you go surf these waves and you just couldn't fathom surfing before you know and pipe or wherever you get to go out with guys who are experienced that are like you know looking after you but you're also like pushing you like out of your comfort zone and you're like and then you realize oh I can do this like that's cool like, so yeah it wasn't until years later they're like they're making me go on every closeout like yeah. I don't understand <laughs> so you're California native you, you grew up on the beaches of Newport yeah and Newport gets big I don't know if you surf wedge yeah. or the point or the yeah, point, wedge, but yeah. those waves 
with sand bottom, right? Yeah. And it's nowhere near what you have to face at places on the North Shore. You know? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't compare the biggest wave here to the biggest wave there. Yeah. And, like, for, for me, who has never gotten the big wave bug, like, how does that happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, this, uh, it's yeah. being 14 getting thrown out there without yeah. any choice. You have a choice, I know. Yeah, that's the <laughs> one thing for sure. I mean, now that it's a choice, it's like, I mean, I, when I go to Hawaii, I mean, I like to surf some bigger waves. And I'm not even like the guy who's trying to go surf Waimea or like get get wild like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like to go surf pipe when it's good or fun and like yeah. whatever, something like sunset or whatever. But I'm not the guy who's like, I mean, now big waves, now it's like there's a different definition definition of big wave surfing, you know, like yeah. that's changed. Like, it used to be oh, like I a thought, sunset was big I thought I got charged and I was like dude <laughs> then you're like yeah, you don't surf you know you, like, there's, I mean I was out at watching Kai surf at Jaws and it's like there's girls out there yeah like, yeah. like girls are out there surfing like big Piahi the days are running the WSL yeah. event like after the contest I was sitting there on the ski and like Victor Lovis is like dude like you're gonna get a wave or what let's get a wave and I was like like I'm not like pro surfer anymore guy or like anything but like I'm like all right, I should do it dude like there's girls here I can do it whatever I'm like right when I'm trying to like nut up and get myself into it like there's a Tom Lowe is like paddling out and he's like I just got so flogged I thought I was almost dying in there I pulled my vest I'm just like I'm over it. I'm out of it. I'm no, I'm no. smart. Like, yeah, yeah you, got, like, you got that gut feeling of like you know, especially after you've learned over over the years, like you know, you got no one to say no. You know, have yeah, you ever like, done Jaws? No, dude, no. Fuck. No, I never done any of that stuff. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, like no. And, and that's where you were. You're in the water. I was in the water. Jaws, like around jet skis though, and like watching Kai surf, and it was like, and then it was like Victor's like, come on, like dude, like you should go get a wave, like do it, like you know, now's the time. And I'm like, dude, I never even said I want to get a wave, dude. Want to kill me? My lead, my lead. <laughs> yeah. It's so, uh. Yeah, it was funny, but but yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, you got you had the peer pressure, you know. Yeah. Every everybody was like, you know, you're charging because you you had to, and yeah. if you if you're an ink, you know, a little inkling of like wanting to be a pro surfer, like if the word <laughs> got back that you didn't paddle out at pipe yeah. or sunset or some, you're you're kind not you're you're yeah. you're, you're, you're off the off. team, you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah, and I don't think I was worried about that, like you know, for me personally, but it was just like. That was like the culture was like, like yeah, just culturally you don't want to be a pussy. Like that's kind yeah. of the quick surf flat out told us all, like, all yeah, our groms yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, like dude, dude if you you know yeah. we don't if expect you to surf like third reef pipe but like if you can't rock you need roll, to go out there and like yeah. charge yeah and it's like and it's less about even like the sponsor it's just like dude you got like whatever Ty Van Dyke you got you know Kyborg you have like all these gnarly heavies yeah. in there and they're not and you're like and there's and, yeah you're not gonna be us about it you're like, yeah. go surf so <laughs> you're not going to sit and paint fences or anything so like. your first trip with Volcom was to Hawaii like yeah, with the then, team yeah, and, then yeah. they, and then you started kind of jumping on other because they were yeah. like you said a marketing machine they're putting out all kinds of content and they're putting out a movie every year and they you yeah. know they did other trips yeah other trips like Mexico we go to uh, like yeah Mexico Costa Rica we go to like um, Panama did we do Panama we did, I've done Panama but not with them but then we did like France, we do France every year became a thing, and that was so fun. And then because Indo, what, what better place to be in yeah. the freaking summer oh, yeah. when the content oh, they had their their the, triple crown over there, and it was just the best, epic, best that beach was, days 
Ever. Yeah, I'm going to go with my family next year. We're super psyched. But, like, that place is, is really special. And it's just, like, especially in fall and, you know, those nice days. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Fiji, you know, I do Fiji and all that stuff. So, yeah, I was really lucky to be able to go on all those trips and, like, experience that. It's pretty special. So, yeah. yeah. you mentioned earlier you, you got a duct tape and saran or yeah, duct tape duct on tape the, the pole. And that was your first magazine coverage no that was no that was that was in the a library a library ride there's like a you know, sequence we show like and it's like pat artukovich is like in the shot too like you can see him in the background like and a couple of the guys but it was yeah it was that whole group just duct tape duct taping us to the pole you know like getting the ground beatings like i just saw him funny. yesterday oh classic nice yeah, yeah. At, at uh spider nice how funny yeah so yeah. so so volcom was king of the stickers yeah. You know, what was, was your job oh, yeah. like to go, t- like, come <laughs> oh, pick up a batch of stickers really? every week and, and your job is to step, slap stickers <laughs> everywhere? Yeah, that was such a thing, huh? Like, during that time, like, yeah, we were doing stickering signs all over the place. Like, yeah. and then, like, but then, yeah, there's an, an army of people doing that for sure. I mean, yeah. I definitely would be slapping stickers on all sorts of shit. And, like, I mean, that was, a, I mean, really, dude, I mean, the Volcom thing, yeah. like, outside of I mean like was bigger than my family almost and like my school or anything it was like all consuming you know it was like yeah. a whole like cult you know, like that thing I mean I have like like when I'm in school I have like drawings of like just Volcom dude. shit you know oh, what yeah, I mean dude. like that was like all that I thought about it was like ah uh, yeah were, like, you, were you hanging up at the offices a lot since oh, yeah. you're right there you're like dude, just every after day. school go surf there or if it waves suck you just go chill and skate and every hang day. out yeah, yeah I was like you know that was our 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 uh, route, you know, like we had my buddies would be like, okay, yeah, surf or skate or whatever. But like we were on bikes and like, it never, and if the waves were bad, we go skate. And there was like, I was talking to someone yesterday about it, the scrum. And I was like, oh man, there was like Volcom, Fester. Um, there was uh, Acme had a skate ramp. There's a bunch of like, just tons of, and Black Flies. And like, I was sponsored by Black Flies too, which is wild. What? And then, and then, and when there was fire, bro. Yeah, oh, dude, I was, like, in the mix big time with those guys, like, and, like, they, um, but, you know, there's all these cool skate ramps, so it's, like, insane. We go skate all these different parks and just bop around and, like, you know, get free Be shit. Be a kid again, yeah. huh? Just yeah, so oh, much dude. fun. How long was your run Killing with Volcom? It. 13 years, I Holy think. Yeah. shit. Yeah, 13 years. So then. So you were there when Logan was part of it, too. Logan Julian. No, he, oh yeah, when he's a grom, yeah, 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 he's like same age as me, yeah, yeah. like or like or he's two years older, like Chad, Chad's age, but like yeah, that was kind of like that group it was like my brother and Logan and Andreas and was Uncle Kai Tito on the Vulcan program yeah. too? Yeah, and then there was like yeah, there's a whole crew. I mean, it was kind of like like did did he make was, you ask them to put him on? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no it was, you heard it here first. Yeah, they were lacing up a bunch of people. Like you know, they were on the cover the the ground troops, you know. So it yeah. was like a whole um, yeah, they were just dialing people in man get like the hats on heads and get them rocking the gear was, yeah yeah so what was your first i was gonna ask you what your first magazine coverage was yeah it was yeah it was like the beach happy double page spread but then it was like alibaba like we go up there that was like a part of the whole thing is like you go by beach happy is right next to wahoo's fish tacos which is like the coolest place ever yeah and so yeah i get like coverage in beach happy all the time and then like yeah, yeah, then check like, the shots what yeah. do you got like 
because it was all on film yeah, back then. Yeah, you, know, you go yeah. a little loop, you know, and then but then it was like you know it really came from like shooting photos too. Those was like Mike Moyer. Mike Moyer was the guy, and so I was shooting with Mike Moyer all the time. And then so we started getting some stuff in like surfing and Surfer Magazine. I can't remember which one he worked for, but then it was like you know so I was getting like yeah. stuff, and then even getting ads like Surfing Magazine ads. Like it was crazy. Then like, we that was when we were doing travels too, and I kind of like ended up pulling um, through through like uh, some friends like. Uh, we uh, uh, Tom Carey like became a buddy of mine, and then I pulled Tom Carey in to be like the photographer for Volcom. And at that time, when Brad Doherty had come in to be a team manager, yeah. And we did a trip down to Costa Rica, and then he got a bunch of shots. And then Tom ended up kind of coming in the fold and being like the photographer for Volcom, which was great. So like I was working with him and good friends, and so we do trips all the time. And like, yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, I did a couple trips with Tom. He was awesome. Yeah, he's hilarious. Because yeah. he was like a younger, like one of us, like, and he's like a you know film guy, and he swam, and he was just like, yeah. you know, like, you know, because again, the gen- generation generational gaps. Like most of the photographers were older, and they were more experienced and stuff. But there was a few like younger guys, like Maddie Thomas, another little local. Yeah, you know, he's a couple years. Oh older yeah, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, I traveled with Maddie. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, like. You're just trying to hook up with anybody all the time. Like, yeah. where are you going? Oh, let's go here. Let's yeah. Shoot there. That's kind of like your job, right? Yeah, hustling. Is, is, yeah. Is you try to figure out where the photographer is going to be, get him, get his phone number, and have him like, hey, when it's good, you know. Yeah, dude. That was the the game, and it was like, and then you got to go politic man you gotta go go look at the loop in the you gotta go to surfing magazine or whatever go look at the photos and kiss some ass and say <laughs> yeah. did you do that <laughs> oh yeah i mean like whatever that's just part of the deal when you just would but you just go to go yeah. see the photos you know that's where they'd be but yeah yeah i'd probably kiss some ass i'm sure but the, like, but that you know give me the mag let's yeah. go what's up buddy in the politics like you said and, and you had to hustle and you know you had to it was a job. Yeah, you know? totally. It was but it was cool. networking and it was yeah. being able to be assertive and assi- you know persistent and being able to like show up consistently yeah. and like, oh, this guy's on it, you know? Like, well, this guy's on it. And the more you're on it, the more chances you are going to get a shot. But is your sponsor dishing out money? You're going to get ads. Yeah, yeah. you're going to yeah. get ads. A lot like, going on. Yeah. Is the politics in your favor? Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so going back to Volcom and how you said you were there all the time, that was part of your daily routine is like, you know, Beach, skate, surf, Volcom. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to we got we got a party. Go go spread some flyers. Yeah. Go go rally the troops. Hey, party! What, what I really like is that you know you had Wooly, who who's a college educated dude, mm-hmm. right? Surfer, hardcore surfer, rips, and then you had you know Tucker, surfer. I think he's educated oh, too, yeah, no, right? Yeah, yeah, he's. And then you had Eckert, who was just you know kind of a child prodigy you know swiss army knife of action sports right and but they're all like cool dudes that helped you know even though it's like youth against establishment and party they had an angle they knew they knew exactly what they're doing yeah Yeah. it's like well orchestrated for sure you you guys you in particularly probably gleaned a lot from those guys right oh totally yeah yeah like i can imagine troy or not you know, what, did Troy like say, "Hey, hey, Grom, this is you. Here's here's what you should be doing," or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Troy was like for ten over ten years was like, yeah, my like guy. You know, he was a, brought me everywhere. Like, was like whatever. Like, he took care of me. So, yeah, and we were super tight, so it was cool. Like, yeah, he, he taught me a lot, and yeah, it was. I awesome. mean, for for being a you know, 
surfer, moto fucking skater, yeah. child actor, you know, like he became a very smart marketing, you know. Oh, so yeah, so good, so clever. I mean, those guys all like together were, it was like a perfect team, right? Yeah. I mean, you had, you know, like behind the scenes, obviously some incredible people too. Yeah. We like, we love DK and Tom McElroy and, yeah. and some of the other support. But then like within, you know, the team, yeah, like Tucker and Neil and, um, you know, uh, and then you had Mailman uh, was there during that time. Mike Mailman. You had um, Remy, Remy, who was just incredible with the whole skate team. Yeah, Matt Patterson for a period yeah. of time. Um, trying to think who else. I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's just like the mojo was so good and yeah. like and so clever. I mean. Yeah. It was oh I mean EA Ethan Anderson who did a lot of the ads like all the cut and paste kind of ads yeah. stuff like those guys were incredible dude they're yeah and they just like built like the perfect concoction and for the time too though it really spoke to what was happening outside of just like this like lens of like action sports it was kind of like a little bit more relevant and like, yeah interesting you know they're one of the first kind of like music art you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean a lot of brands were were doing it, but they just I mean put a, put stamp, a stamp on, on yeah, it, yeah, and 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 elevated the the whole game plan from just trade shows, their 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 trade show get-ups and having a theme, oh, the you yeah. know, to having, you know, booze and stuff and hey, like this is work, but we might as well have fun and and you know, have a party at the same yeah. time and their tours like all the contests or like Crustace- movie premieres and what are they called? Crustaceous totally tour? Crustaceous yeah. tour, yeah, yeah. There's so many like things that you you know. It was the starfish up. starfish surf series. Yeah. It was on Thursdays. Yeah. It over to Tuesdays, and that was like in the summers. That's what yeah. happened. And so it was like, and then that sprung into being this whole series. It was insane, and yeah. like yeah, the energy was incredible. And it, and it's also like I think what happens like the interesting thing though is like that's what happens when new brands start, and there's like a lot of sweat and soul in it. I think. Yeah. And but to see how long it sustained for, like as far as a lot of that energy did sustain for a really yeah. long period of time. Like I was yeah. like, damn, bro, like those guys have been going hard for like years. Yeah. And, and another you know? thing that I, I I love about it is, you know, because it's such a cool thing, it transcends the coast. To, yeah. Like yeah, oh, Billy yeah. Hume. Oh yeah. Billy Hume and fucking yeah. uh, Daniel Terry. Oh, the East Coast crew. Yeah. 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 Like insane. Like, such cool guys. There's over there. so many cool people that are part of that brand and that. Yeah. Help those guys help you, you know. Mm-hmm. One was one of the like, first guys to help, you know, get it going with Punker Pat. Yeah, and then you had Billy Hume and like Daniel Terry and those guys kind of propping it up on the East Coast, you know. That's yeah, important. Yeah, so, I, I miss that old like shop connection where you, you know you you know the team would go yeah. sign and show up and hey we're going to do a little West Coast signing tour and you know you're really networking with the like. The shops and, and promoting the brand in each community and yeah. coming into town with the team and the rally and you know we kind of lost that like yeah, in the yeah. industry which kind of sucks and i mean logan's nap four off you know yeah. it's kind of like you know that in reckless isolation yeah. you know they did their tours and it was great to kind of see that like they mm-hmm. did an east coast and a west coast and and then just the fanfare of all the grom showing up and you know like we need that back you know yeah yeah what they did like coming out of the movie and then doing the tours it's kind of i think 
it's refreshing to see them rejuvenate that like you know yeah. that way of like fucking yeah it's like DIY it's, I mean, yeah, watching it's also like, it's like you're like you're like you're like pressing flesh you know like yeah. like a lot of this digital era people are complacent so and removed just like, and not dropping even... their edits and like anyone gives a fuck you're like okay cool edit bro like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean not for me at least I'm like not a grommy but I don't know what the groms think but I just feel like I'm like so sick of seeing people do the yeah. same tricks and like I don't care about your glam edit of you with all your best clips with like, like yeah. with the same hip hop music yeah it's like, like and yeah. it just gets old you know like but like yeah going out and pressing flesh like making a product and then like like and then just yeah I mean that's it's, huge it's set our attention our attention span is so diminishing too right yeah. like at first we were like okay it's a minute killer I can watch it for a minute and then oh it's like 45 seconds oh yeah it better not be over 45 seconds oh yeah. I just need it to be 30 seconds yeah. oh I just need it to be one trick yeah yeah <laughs> I know, like the pressure of We're like, so yeah, you're only good as your last move, your last result, and that's kind of like last move, last like last post, last, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and half the posts are at wave wave machines. Yeah, it's wild. You know? So did yeah. you did you turn pro? I don't even know if there is a turning pro in serving. Honestly, I don't know if you get paid or a pro. In my opinion, I'm like, dude, yeah, you got paid. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got paid from when I was like 13 or 14 years old. So I mean, I guess I was pro. Yeah. Pro, you know, it's pro. Like, pros it gets. So wait, oh. you got a paycheck? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they put you on a little, like a salary, a salary? Yeah, and then you get photo incentive. I mean, I was getting photo incentive from day one, right? So you're like twelve, and then, yeah. but then you start getting, you know, yeah, you start getting paid. Like when you're, I don't know, if I was like fourteen, maybe, yeah. so sort of something like that. That's pretty fucking salary. crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah dude, I, cool. I remember sitting Wooly and, and DK were running Quicksilver, and Barry Deffenbaugh like took me in there and. We made a video with this big, giant VHS freaking <laughs> camera, and we did the editing between two VCRs that put like splice. <laughs> and went there, and there's my contest result sheets, and 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 you know, Wooly and them are like, you know, like, okay, cool, like you're on, you're gonna get eight items every, you know, other month. Oh, and, the items, yeah. How's and that? and you know, we'll pay for all your NSSAs, both open and explore, and you know, if you want to do WSAs or whatever, like. You know, if you're winning, if we'll reimburse you if you make the fine. You know, like yeah. it was just already laid out. Like, yeah, funny. Funny. and I was like, that. I mean, doing all those events was like a couple, two, three grand a year yeah. back then. Easy, you know. And that was, I mean, that was everything. Come back to my parents, and be like, you don't have to freaking buy me clothes. You don't have to buy me clothes. You don't, you don't have to pay for contests anymore. Yeah. Like it was just you like know, you can't tell me when to go to bed. <laughs> What to eat? I'm not going to school, mom. Oh, shit, mom. <laughs> Showing up late. I got a photo shoot. <laughs> no, but that you know, like, yeah. just we talk about amongst the yeah. the the friends, and we know you 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 know we're brought up in a you know fluent like you know like yeah you know yeah. it doesn't matter like if if you come from money or you don't like you still have that reward of getting like free stuff yeah. and being appreciative and part of a bigger. Something yeah. bigger than yourself, yeah. and like you said, you doodle Volcom all over, and that was your world. And you know, we it, it doesn't matter which brand, like well, to have that connection is freaking amazing. Yeah, and it's um just a value exchange, right? There's yeah. something that you're doing for them that they're doing for you, and for like sure. it's got to be a fair exchange, you know. And yeah. and so I think. Yeah, no matter what, like that's the right way to do it. Like even that's as life, even yeah, it's life. It's like even <laughs> as I'm doing a really small brand right now, I'm struggling. You know, it's all self funded, and I got you know, but I pay people. You know, and you got to pay to. Yeah. You know, if you have someone do a photo shoot, you got to pay them. I mean, it's just like you can't just be like. And, and a lot of times, like people that I work with, are, I'm tight with you, and they're like, oh no, 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 no. It's like no, dude. Like 
I'm gonna pay. Like that's just the way it is. Like I can't. Yeah, that's that's one bridge you can't burn because it 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 will spread rapid fire across when you you know, in our small little network of the world, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I want to go back to like, Grom days, and we talk about how, you know, the surf shop. You got the click with the with the sponsors and the local mm-hmm. older go- dudes that have their own apartments and there's parties, <laughs> but like you know the surf shop culture of like going in and. Hey, you know, like, yeah, which was, can I, can yeah. I clean some, like, use boards and get some, like, you know, some mm-hmm. lunch money or, like, vacuum or, like, hangs, you know. Did like, you ever have a job? Um, <laughs> see, why are you going to call me out like that? <laughs> well, 30 years I, later, yeah. Uh, I got yeah, being Punker Pat is a full-time <laughs> fucking job, man. Let me tell you about that. So, a full-time so you job. never had a job? What's that? <laughs> I always had a job. I was born with a job. Yeah. But the thing for me was, yeah, I mean, like, I kind of got that sponsored and started getting paid. You know, pretty early, so I really didn't need a job. Um, I mean, I had fucking jobs. How crazy is but that, like, though, punker? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And um, I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, I had a couple, like, like later on. I mean, like as far as like a more conventional like shit job that I had to do. I one night, like my buddy. One night. One night, my buddy got me a job parking cars, and I okay. went to Bayside down Bayside, yeah. you know, and I went and parked cars and. I'm kind of like always daydreaming anyways, you know what I mean? I'm just always like, ah, like, and like this guy comes up in like a nice Ferrari kind of thing or whatever. And then I'm trying to, I couldn't figure out how to like get it in gear. I'm like, like tripping out and like, so then I got this other guy and the one guy, when they come back to get the car, like I couldn't figure out how to get the car out of gear. And then this dude just like lit me up and I was like, and I and I just never, over my head. Yeah. I'm like, I've never been spoken it that way. That was hectic. Like, I'm over this extra money. You just grinding gears on my freaking two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar freaking. <laughs> but you know, just but actually being in the service industry, like just for one night, I realized how gnarly that is and how people treat you, dude. It was like you know, some people are cool, but then a lot of people are assholes. And it's like, dude, just having someone treat you that way, it's yeah. hard. You're yeah. like, and you gotta take it on the chin. And I just feel so bad for it. And I mean, I was never, I you know, always been cool to people that are working in the service industry, like in, yeah, anyways. But sure. I just realizing that one night that I had to do that and. And I fucked up a couple things and people were such assholes. And I was like, dude, this is just, that's hard. I mean, yeah. like, I can't believe that people, you know. It's I worked at McDonald's and I got a couple people's order, orders wrong. I was oh. so much trouble. <laughs> no, but I've, that, I've had yeah. my fair share of but, service jobs. But yeah. so, you know, like it is like, you, I think you got to have, you know, got, you got to do some jobs that aren't, aren't, aren't appealing. And it's, mm-hmm. it's part of growing, you know, it's part of learning. And yeah. even if it's one night or, a few months it's humility and and having that that like I, at least i tried it you know i know what it's yeah. like and it's not for me and move on yeah you know? I mean, I, yeah i wish i could i mean i i just couldn't do it like i guys i mean i was trying to make extra money and i was like all right this is not for me and i've got Cause that's I, a I've dream job who, for surfers i know and i've got friends who are career guys who do yeah. that and i'm like damn respect i can't even get a car in gear and like that's insane um but then again, like, you know, when you go to work, work, like, at the, whatever, like, corporation style, like, you know, yeah, you shovel shit a lot, you know, and that's part of the deal. That's part of the, yeah. like, the beginning. So you went to school. It's like, you know, tap into, oh, like, oh, yeah. like, and you were still surfing and being the, the Volcom, you know, kind of 
yeah, lifestyle so that, guy and yeah, I was doing that went, yeah through high school went to Newport Harbor and then I was kind of like finishing that up and I wanted to be like a pro surfer guy and my parents were like no you got to go to college and I'm like all right well I don't really want to go to college and then you know my mom like did my like application like you're going to school and my brother was going to school at LMU at the time so they're like you're going to LMU like my mom filled out the application and I was going to school and I was like I was really young for my age too I think I was like I was like smaller and then also just like I don't know I did I think I was like yeah, I just hadn't had enough growth almost, too. So I went to school up there, and I was just like, whoa, this is heavy. Like, it was like, and I mean, like, that first year, it was like, I got mono. Like, it was just, like, brutal. My brother made me, like, rush a fraternity, and, like, these guys were, like, making me drink and, like, were, like, hazing me. I'm like, what the hell? I quit that. I'm like, I need to get out of here, man. And then my buddy Bubby was going to school down um, at University of San Diego and, uh, and another friend, Derek. And, like, I went, I'm like, I want to go visit those guys. And I went down there, and I was at a party on the beach, and the waves are firing at Southfish and Jetty. And I'm like, why am I not going to school down here? Yeah. This is where I need to go to school. Yeah, so then I was like, transfer, bing, down to, down to San Diego. And love being down there. And then I started... So many waves. But then I was, yeah, so many waves. But then I started partying way too hard because I lived with Bubby. And like, and that's what happens. And then, so I was raging and got in a bunch of trouble. And then I had to take a timeout. Did the timeout, you know. It was like, uh, you know, you know, it was, you know, it was doing a lot of drugs and I kind of had like a mental breakdown period, you know, I was like, okay, I got to take a break. So I was like, what are you like 19? Um, like 20, 21, like 21. Yeah. yeah. And so that was like a heavy I mean, time. that's a hard flip from just being, you know, surfer, like, you know, traveling, surfing, like to show, showing up to a full-time job, which yeah. is school, you yeah, know, and then, and but then yeah. also realizing how hard they party and how much, you know, extra, curricular activities yeah. there are cocaine how much cocaine is <laughs> there are there is so that yeah that was kind of my big down you don't need to sleep know? just do a bunch of blow and we'll go yeah. straight into testing so i was raging and got in a ton of trouble and like you know i failed out and was just like depressed like you know had gone through a whole you know episode and like had to take a break went moved back home took a break went to occ you know and kind of reevaluated things and was kind of able to get back on my feet and slowly like, okay, all right, what do I want to do now? Like, okay, I'm going to go back down to school in San Diego. So I was able to get back in school down, down there again. I was like sober. I was like sober for like two years. Well, one nice. break, I had one night of raging in between though. And, and so I did that. But then I was like two years pretty much sober and I went to school back at San Diego and had my shit together and was like loving living down there. I mean, surfing selfish and jetty, like yeah. blacks, OB Jetty, the cliffs, like all that was like amazing. I love being down there and, you know, I was able to get through school by the skin of my teeth, you know, really. And, uh, and then that was, yeah. And then at that, during that time though, there was like kind of a transition time, like the Volcom thing kind of like changed a lot and, and relationships there changed and they were, went public and that, you know, there was a bunch of stuff happening. And so I was like, all right, I'm kind of done here. And at the time, like, um, Clarky was at Bill Bong and Clarky is a, a, a bro, like an awesome guy. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I mean, they, maybe this could be a cool just break for me, you know? Because at the same time, I think my career and time with Vulcan was like, there's just, you know, a big story arc there, you know? Yeah. And I think a huge part of that too, there's like this time where I was like, I felt really entitled, you know? I think like, and that's like a, a shitty place to come from, right? Like, yeah. And I think I was kind of a little... I don't know, like entitled and when things ch started changing, you know, I was just like, well, like who are these new people? Like what the fuck? Like, uh, and it's like weird, you know, yeah. and, and especially it's not the ghetto age. boy network. It's like yeah. a bunch of just yeah. suits and other people and new it's, hires. And yeah. It's, it's weird. weird. Like, and it's weird because it was like such a small nucleus and then it yeah. got bigger. And then, yeah. yeah, that sense of entitlement and like also just like 
I was not happy and I think the relationship was bad and like it was like all right cool it was time to like figure it out and do something on my own you know and did you because 13 years with one brand is a fucking long time yeah right like yeah and you know you talk about entitlement it's sad because you were a grom you were like a baby yeah 12 years old 13 years old riding for Volcom when they first started and you basically grew up with the brand yeah right and you did a lot for the brand you know being yourself but that was what they needed right yeah and and I get it like it's it, it's self entitlement but it's also what you were they they made you do that you know what I mean yeah not not made you yeah. but it kind of like that's the way it worked out yeah right yeah totally I mean it's like a being in a family or like having you know relate any relationship relationships are hard as you know as we yeah. know like you know just but thirteen years that's a fucking good long yeah. relationship. Yeah, it was a lot, yeah, totally. It was epic. And I think it was like, you know, time for us to like part our ways and mm-hmm. like, you know, sort of go go try something new and, and that was like that build along opportunity which was which was great, you know, but I, I learned quickly, I'm like, Okay, this isn't for me, you know. It was just like this is like I should have gone like smaller instead of going like to something bigger almost and it was just it was cool because it was an opportunity and got to still do my thing. There's some fun stuff, but it just wasn't the right were fit they, for me. Were they were you put on the team as like an, an ambassador? Yeah, like a, yeah, like surfer ambassador kind of role you know and i was just getting done with school so i'm like okay cool like i'll um i'll do this and kind of like try to live the dream like be be a pro surfer you know when you get out of school like and you have so much time it's like what the hell am i gonna do with all this time dude like it was before social media or before like i mean i was trying to make a website for myself almost i'm gonna make a website and like do this thing and i was just like that was a lot of work, man. Like, in, you know, I was building it on Dreamweaver. That's not like they had like Squarespace or like something like that. So it was like a weird time, I think, to be like a photo pro and and to kind of be self motivated. It was like okay, it was so just a when you were approached by Clarky, yeah, who who was doing what you were doing, like, or what you were supposed to do? You know what I mean, like. It was like I think it was just they saw the opportunity. Like, okay, here's a guy from or like with a long store history in the community in like Orange County or whatever and so there's an opportunity for them and then it was kind of a little bit like okay then you can do some of these like come to events and help host some stuff yeah. and I was kind of like almost like leaning into that a little bit which I realized I really didn't like um, so it was just yeah that was kind of the, the the deal and I was doing some videos photo stuff and so we, yeah we just it wasn't good I mean I just yeah. it was cool I love Clark you know I like really cool people over there but it just wasn't the right fit like I did that for about a year. I don't know, it was a year and a half or something. And I was I was over there, and then um, and then I ran into like I ran into Pat Sonori, and he was at like like I don't know, at coffee or something. Oh, what's up? We, like wrapped out. I had, like you know met Pat before through Conan and at a trade show or something, and from the same town obviously. And we're like, oh, I'm just wrapping out. Like, oh, cool. And he's like, I'm like, and he's like, hey, dude, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm like. You know, doing the stuff. I don't know though. I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. I think I want to start working. Like I'm freaking bored. Like waiting for the next photo trip. And I remember. And so he's like, "Hey, like, like, come work at the brand, whatever." And so I went by and checked it out. I'm like, "Oh man, this is insane! Like these guys are doing something really special." And so that kind of snowballed into working there. Um, and and yeah, and then and then I kind of was doing all like surf marketing stuff and some other ancillary kind of like marketing things and yeah kind of everything yeah kind of everything yeah a bunch of stuff like so so so. you found the new Volcom 
Yeah, yeah, that was like the new, and it was really kind of before it was uh, the new it, it brand. Was before it was really like I think popping off. Like it was kind of like right then. Like it was kind of like just starting to like germinate into people and be like, oh yeah, this is like, and people are kind of starting to feel like, oh maybe Vulcan's like oversaturated in the in the community and even then beyond, you know. So they're yeah. like that was like they were looking for that next thing, and and Ruka was kind of like really starting to like be like, oh these guys are cool, they're doing interesting stuff, and I mean they had done amazing stuff already, but I don't think it was like as obviously as big as it is now, and 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 it was just about to kind of like push through to that next level. Yeah. And, um, yeah, good timing for them lots. for sure. You know, and that was wild, dude. I mean that, yeah, that was a wild time. I mean, it was like, we, our team was like, I mean like Matt Archibald, Christian Fletcher, um, Rory Parker. And then like, uh, you know, I put some different people on the program during that time. Alex like, Nost. Yeah. Alex Nost. Yeah. And then like, I mean like we ended up sponsoring Asher, Asher Pace. Yeah. I mean, sponsor Makua. And then we brought on Kalani David and, yeah. and like, we, you know, but it was interesting too, because it was like, I think that was like around 2006 and then it was like into like 2009, 2009. But then like, it was a point that the economy like hit the wall and it was super gnarly. Cause I mean like I, a lot of these guys I was friends with and it surf with, it was like super tight. And then all of a sudden I was in this role of like, I'm the team manager and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is hectic. Like, you know, a lot of growing up because and some of those people are really hard to work with, you know, and <laughs> if you can imagine, Talk about team, time, you can imagine, yeah, any <laughs> team rider, like yeah. position, like, yeah, you know, you're the egos, you're the, you're the yeah. best guy when you get the contract and you're the worst guy that, you know, has to take it back or, or downsize it. You know? Yeah. Like, and then, you know, during that time, there's a big financial crisis thing that happened and I had to like fire people and cut uh, salaries way back and I had to like deal, deal with that whole experience, which was really hard. And, and, um, I mean, it, it, like, is something that helps you grow, but it's also really difficult to be that guy in that position. And all of a sudden, and yeah. I mean, even though I was 26 at the time, but it's still like, it still felt young and I'm the guy delivering the bad news. So it's, it was a, uh, it was interesting, but on, at the same time during Good that, learning. during that, yeah. yeah, it was great learning. And, and at the same time though, we had like, I think the brand had lots of growth and like incredible things happening. That store up in San Francisco opened up on hate Ashbury, which was insane. That store is beautiful. And I think that, the brand during that time really was starting. Not this is none of this is because of me, by the way. Too, I'm not claiming anything, but but I think it just like really timing. found it. Yeah. The timing that I happened to walk in the door was when like really things started to shape, and the focus I feel like was super um, narrowed. Like in terms of like the vision of what the brand's doing and people understanding it. I think yeah. the the what Pat was trying to do the whole time was like way ahead of its way ahead of its time. But people were trying to catch up and understand. Yeah. And like yeah. it was just like, oh wow, this is insane. And so the momentum was really cool. I mean He was so two steps ahead of everything. And yeah. we make no money on like a lot of these cool initiatives or projects or vision of something that's gonna happen. And then we kind of like wash our hands and be yeah. done and then it blows up like and more of a, a commercialized like mainstream like you know, yeah. where there was a fixie doing like, you know, the Chinelli yeah. bikes and yeah, stuff. Chinelli and it was insane. like, you know, nobody's doing bikes with him, like custom, like collabs with artist prints. And they were like three, three to $5,000, you know, bikes. And, but that whole, it was like right at the beginning of like the fixie yeah. craze. Yeah. And like we it, talk about how great Volcom was and is or, or, or was, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Ruka is like, whoa, it, it even kind of reached different places that Volcom can never and I think you know what honestly though the big thing is is that like the market wasn't there for the brand I still think it's not there for the brand like where yeah. it was where it should have been it should have been like in like almost streetwear or something that is yeah. a higher price point more 
into all those spaces that that like because the context is like so much more it's so much more educated and yeah. like higher than the age group demographic and yeah. price that it sells at yeah. so it's like really hard I, I don't think that was the biggest problem I think for Pat is that he was way ahead and way smarter than the market that he was selling to yeah. almost and, but there wasn't that market the other market didn't exist direct consumer hadn't really been the thing or yeah. a lot of these other you had to rely on the, on the money making accounts yeah. which was like and the mainstream so, it's, so like yeah. it's hard to dumb it down that much and yeah. like and so I think that was the biggest probably pain point but then like people finally started coming around on MMA and all these right. places of interest but still it's probably way too heady and like educated for people to understand yeah. and like totally consume like yeah. still you know still oh, Pat, that, you sounded very very educated educated yeah that was pretty <laughs> the way you yeah. explained that yeah was I was like sitting there going wow yeah, that's but, exactly what I think I just but, realized but, it though honestly I no, just, but, I, but <laughs> for like for my you know I've been there a long time and our account base is you know like the, the, the people that pay the bills is yeah. you know the, the lifestyle like you know um, you know beach accounts and, yeah, and people and, walking off the beach and hunting and, to the jacks you know and, they don't necessarily and the like, urban accounts they're they're on you know there's really good like streetwear and urban you know kind of accounts that we we did really well in but you know they're more trends you know they're yeah. like if a trend they're they're on it and then they just they're, they're on they, and off there's no thing. yeah they're very on and off they're not as loyal and if your your brand's on then it's killer and if it's not on then it's you know they're they're on to the next or they just uh, they're not loyalists like you know you get within like the, yeah, the core sports, community yeah. core sports yeah. you know yeah, it's like hey sure. we're invested in your store we have build outs and yeah. you know, we have athletes and we want to do partnerships and yeah. do events and you know and that's what's beautiful about our industry yeah. it's like you know it's, it's, a, it's a bummer it's authentic when, yeah it's more you know? yeah it's more soulful and there's a longer term value exchange with people that are like really supporting your brand I yeah. think that's you, that, like, but, you, like but going I, back to your your point earlier. Yeah. You know, you you got to be offering something, and it's you know, and they got to be offering something, and it's got to work both ways. You know? Yeah, the only struggle for me and being almost an outsider is like just seeing kind of like it hasn't. We have a lot of like um, built-in bureaucracy within oh. the space, and a lot of like of like um, kind of the opposite of what surfing and some of these sports like embody is this youthful like DIY make like there's just a, become a lot of these institutions that kind of need to be leveled yeah right? well, funny. You know? and I totally understand what you're saying and, it, and it's it is true you know it's it's like established brands have unfair advantage of being established and retailers yeah, too and yeah. like the and so just like the energy source that like that that energy that happens and that Get community, boy that, network. Commu- community that happens is it's age it's aged out but it's not out really yeah. right? which is unfortunate because it doesn't really clear the path for the new and there's some new things that happen but i think also like the reason why i don't like surfing in a lot of ways is or the institution of surfing is because it's so segmented and it's like oh there's like this new thing that's happening it's like all about these groovy board and you're just like yeah, that's not me. I mean, it's not me. I don't see myself really in any of it because I don't really ascribe to any of it. But like, yeah. it's just like very, very, I think, just niche. T- it's And it's yeah. not really like the well, thing, you know? Yeah. It's funny. We talk about this a lot growing up and working at Huntington Surf and Sport and, and seeing the the changes in, in the demographic of surfing. Yeah. Right? Like when when I first started, it was like, you had a surfer and that was it and, and you had a jock kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, 
oh yeah, a skateboarder and a surfer and a jock kid. And then in the surfer, you had like a granola kid or a longboard kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's like it keeps it's it segmented keeps, so many times now, you know. Like there's yeah. so many subcultures within surfing. Yeah, and know? at the same yeah. time, yeah, on a lot of different levels, they don't do it right though. No. Like I've got a whole thing where I the other day I had an epiphany and I was talking to whoever I was talking to, but I was saying how surfing should be like skateboarding in a way where instead of having uh one like the world title and it's like this like it's like a weird thing where it's like, oh, you got to be able to surf big waves. You got to be able to surf small waves. You got to be able to do that. And you got to be the all time best surfer. It's like, no, they should have it be where now it's like, okay, basically there's a high performance tour. Yeah. And those are all in waves that are like head, a couple feet overhead and below. And it's about high performance surfing. Then there's like a tour that's more based around like getting barrel than riding like pipeline in these waves. And then there's like, just starts to open up the aperture a little bit and gives yeah. a little bit more opportunity because there's not enough opportunity actually yeah. within the, in the, in a hype. And I'm not even about the pro surfing thing, but like, I think, but to make it more, I think create a little bit more yeah. opportunity for people in a way, because there's only like five people that matter in pro surfing on the tour almost. And how hard like, it is to get weird, to that, like, that level yeah. through all the, competitor and points and and years it takes and again there's some that just shoot up through the ranks real quick but it's a yeah there's you know we love content you know yeah, and, yeah. and there's all kinds of different content whether it's stab in the dark or stab high or you know uh WSL. you know wsl this or big wave tour or you know like mm -hmm. there are stuff but it, it's not there's not enough and they're not doing it they could do it better you know yeah and it's yeah. not just wsl and it's not just that no. there could be other entities you know and bring you know a little bit more behind the scenes a little bit more personality well the, at the end of the day too though it's like i always think that okay the part of serving that sells is like the lifestyle and the that yeah. part is what sells or product or whatever the dream of like people wanting to be a part of it and it has and that has to be much more like attainable or feel attainable yeah. the competitive side it's it's like for the mass market it's like watching beach volleyball like you don't know what's going on i mean it's like <laughs> like it's probably worse than watching beach volleyball because you're like you don't know what's going on like nobody can like i don't know like the different like for a person who's not as fluent in the whole thing can't tell what's happening the amount of people that actually know what's going on is a finite amount Very of people small. and they should create i mean it really needs to be created like a paywall for, for people to paywall because the, the group is so small so it's never going to be that big it doesn't matter what you do if it's on abc nbc like all those things like it's just i mean you can make it like sexy with some really cute people and stuff but i think you really need to create like this paywall opportunity for people to buy into the content because we'll all pay for it and we there's a group of people that will pay into it yeah. and like and well, that's why stab i think was yeah. really smart in doing that paywall like, e right. even though you say we, we we're saying all these things there's way more in surfing today than there has been in the past decade. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, it's blown up. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah. the Olympics. You got wave pools. Yeah. You got uh, Ultimate Ulti Surfer. Ultimate yeah. Surfer. Yeah. There's so much. And, and there's so much trash and we just talk within our circles movies. of like, the industry. Oh, that's so cheesy. It's like, dude, your life cycle and surf and as a professional athlete, so, so like, small. These yeah. guys are so, it's, get after the money, go have fun, go sell it and, and you know, just, it's killer. Oh yeah, yeah. I it's cheese it. ball and it's a scripted, but it's kind yeah. of like reality. But whatever, it's yeah, like, I liked it. I liked. It. I watched it. I thought it was. Entertaining. I watched it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, you hear about all the the travel. Oh, it's, uh, so, it's like, oh, guys, it's, it's made for the masses. Like it's just yeah. 
it's drama and well it's, that's why like yeah i mean that's why at the same time that's why surfers are the worst like everyone's so opinionated <laughs> or like are so um yeah they everyone has their little like tribe that they belong to within the space and it's like oh these guys suck that's lame blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. you gotta ride a single thing you gotta do this blah, blah, blah. you gotta wear a retro but what's you don't know you gotta ride this. it's like fuck, whatever man like just, yeah just do let you, them do you yeah. do you man just like let them do them and like be cool be cool man everyone's yeah. doing it everyone's- like, so after billabong yeah going back to our guest here oh, um, no. where, where'd you go after that uh, uh, Ruka. Ruka, yeah, Ruka. Oh, yeah, so Ruka. I, yeah, with Pat we did, we did and Bellabong, Ruka. Yeah. Na- na- now where we at? Now, now where we at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, dude, I had so much fun. I mean, that was so, those were some of the best years of my life. I think or, I don't know, man. We had a lot of fun. I, I, at that cool. time, Ruka was, was still like, insane, tight, yeah, and still kind of like the like what you came from yeah. in the earlier days of Volcom, where it was like so many funny things and so much. Yeah, yeah such a tight group. I mean, like it was really cool. We had a lot of fun. It was, and then yeah. you went to the corporate. And then went to corporate, yeah, and and so yeah, I mean, Ruka, it was again. I think it was another like financial yeah. tough time. Like the brand or the climate was like difficult, and the retail it was like a weird thing. And so, um, yeah, Ruka sold to Billabong, and yeah. so that and which was like kind of like oh, like it was just kind of a thing for me. I'm like, all right, well, now I have a decision. I'm like, hey, do I like try and learn as much as I can right now and like go somewhere that's like has a I could get a bunch of experience you know yeah. and actually like maybe grow in that regard because I think at the same time like I'm like some I don't know if I'm I'm like somewhat of a degenerate like within just like okay I'm like an, I knew I knew what I knew and I didn't know how much growth more growth I could do you yeah. know, in a way I think um where I'm like okay maybe I can just go have a new experience and, and learn and from a bigger like company that's obviously tied with Nike and, and like that's that's like you know could be a good thing for me so, so and financially so can I can I ask you okay you went to school and got a degree in business administration and management right yeah now as you're working you know you that blip at Billabong and your real first job is Ruka yeah I mean yeah that's your real first like job yeah. right well Vulcan was but he wasn't really getting he was surfing but he was right. in, he was in the mix that's not yeah. a job no this is a job yeah this was this yeah. is his, his first like yeah. yeah where he was managing people yeah. and Budgets. doing responsibility yeah. yeah contracts you know you're mm-hmm. you're watching a budget you're putting together you know Vincent. plans right yeah. marketing plans did you envision yourself being in marketing like um yeah, I don't know, man. I never really had much of a vision for what I was going to do work-wise. You know? I was like, shit, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to get a job. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I, mean, I almost grew up in, like, the generation, like, we saw Paris Hilton. We're like, okay, dude, let's just just get paid. Like, people are making money to do nothing. I mean, I was going to drop some money in my lap. But then I was like, damn, I think i got to get a job. And then, okay, what am I going to do? And then, you know, I just I was lucky enough to have, like, a network of cool people that... Yeah. Because you know, what you did job for, for Ruka is a fucking cool job that a oh, lot of people would kill for, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, totally. It was awesome. It's, yeah, I mean, that kind of just, you know, was luckily fell in my lap. I'm like, all right, here's the job. Like, I'm doing this. Um, and uh, not that I would change it. I don't know. I think that was a good fit for me, especially at that time. So it was yeah. like, you know, natural kind of progression at some level, too. Like, guys on the team maybe that are, like, aging out or that are just starting to feel like maybe they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, most most team managers are kind of that that have that background so they they know yeah Laura was a team manager for a sec yeah were you <laughs> aging out yeah you Ruka were you yeah did I take your job dude 
<laughs> no, no, that's classic. Well, I got smart. And I, I you're got, like, I'm out of here, dude. I mean, that's what I should have done. Sales. I'm like, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hustle some. He said, "Where's the money at?" Yeah, yeah. that's what I should have done. But you know, at the same time, I don't know. I mean, it's because it's, it's so I hard. Came, honestly, I like, came, I came off of like to work for them, and I was still getting paid, and I was yeah. like, okay, can you guys pay me a little bit? Because I got these other sponsors, but I also want to make the transition into, yeah. you know, being, you know, working for a brand and. You know, marketing just made the perfect sense because it's like, oh, I could still surf. I still have a lot of freedom, but I get to go on trips and try to, you know, work both angles to where. But, you know, all my peers and friends and and guidance from from people were like, dude, your marketing's great, but you're the first to let go. They're like the the money, you know, there's a lot of growth to be had, but it's, you know, it takes a long time. You know, if you could get in the sales and, you know, you could sell anything in its relationships, you know, so. It, it worked out. Like, I'm stoked I got into sales. But, yeah. you know, you took the marketing kind of content. Yeah, like, I fell into that. And, like, I don't know, man. I think I've taken enough shit in my life to where somehow, I'd like, you know, I could stick it out and not even, like, bat an eye. Almost, you got to take a lot of shit. Like, I think being in that position, it's like, yeah, you're, like, yeah, managing your friends. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're, like, and then they want more. And, like, you're just, I can't do it, man. You, you got like, hard decisions. Hard decisions. And then you got to yeah. coordinate all these trips. Like you're coordinating little weddings for these guys. And you're going to these destinations to do photo trips, video things. And then there's like, you're like, all these entitled receivables. Yeah, all these entitled. I mean, I almost, dude, I, I had get, like, feel death, death threats from No, people, motherfucker, man. you ain't going first class. Yeah. You're going coach. Yeah. Like it was, it's a lot of work, you know, that Not role. Like, I don't, like a lot of people look at those roles and they, especially too, it's the worst thing too, because everybody who's, at those brands, look at the guy who's in at that job, and they go like, "Oh, you're just traveling. Yeah. You're going here. You're, like, you're just like surfing. You're, you're like, you're, oh, you're, you're just going. Bro, you have no idea. Like those trips <laughs> suck. They're like, you get it. You get it from both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I miss the corporate car thing. That's nice, but like, still, at the same time, like, just being responsible for that. It's like a lot. I mean, yeah. it's a lot to be responsible for, especially when you're like, I think younger too. Like a lot of, a lot of people like early twenties, and you're going to like cross the world with all these adult people, and yeah. like. That are pretty radical. It's a, it's a lot to put on someone. <laughs> so so was there a job opening at Hurley, or what, did it kind of un, unravel like like Ruka, where you know you you saw the boys and they're like, hey, we come over and we'll you know get you in here. Like, how did that process work too? I know it's like I've always um, known Bob Hurley, and you know, we'll create a job for you. Him, yeah, admired <laughs> him. He's an awesome guy, and like, but no, he really like a couple times. Like, hey, dude, like. One no one time when I saw him I was like hey dude come, why don't you come work for me like why don't you come over to Hurley and it's like I'm like oh no dude I would never like consider it I was like oh whatever and and then like fast forward like I don't know like a couple months or something and then kind of everything was happening and I was like oh man like what should I do you know I, you know Bill Bob was coming in yeah. I just didn't think that those guys number one I didn't know if I was gonna have a job number two I was like oh man I just you know I worked with those guys in general and I kind of just didn't knew that wasn't the fit for me almost in a way and I was yeah. kind of going like what am I going to do with my life I got to like make some more money I want to like yeah I thought you were just a surf ambassador yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all these asshole reps were like I'm like you can do right you don't do shit I'm just like bro I get punched in the face by like the team dude that's what I get I get people punching me in the face and then everybody hates me so don't worry like that's what I do no but at that so finally I'm like okay I'm Again, I saw Bob Hurley, and he's like, "Hey, dude, like, come, Connie, come by, and come check us out. Like, come work, come work for me." I was like, "And Hurley was on out. fire." Yeah, Hurley, like, I mean, they were just like spending a lot of money, dude. Like, yeah. They're just crazy. They, and obviously with the Nike affiliation, and, and there's just like a really nice people there. It was a different, totally different culture 
cultural environment, you know, and, and I just felt like at the time, I'm like, oh man, I want to settle down. Like, I don't think I could like travel and like take care of these grown men anymore. Like, it's just too, too much for me, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought like, oh, okay, more a stable, like steady thing would be good. And like, maybe learn something different. I was like, oh, I'm going to go, I don't want to do, I didn't want to do like the team thing anymore too. So I was like, I got, you know, yeah, they, they kind of created a role for me. They're like, okay, like retail marketing, that'll be your new role. And so I, I went over there, checked it out. Cool. Like, I'm like, oh, it was, just, it was trippy though. It felt totally out of body experience. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is weird, like yeah. crazy. You know, of course I told them I made like double what I made, you know? They're like, how much you make? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> told them I made double. <laughs> Tell them this. Well, and then they doubled that and so I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm making sick money and got a cool job and like rolled over there. Like every, like, you know, people were like, when I came over earlier, like, people were like, what? What are you doing here? I think a lot of people were over me being there, you know? I didn't, it wasn't all open arms, you know? It's yeah, kind of yeah. weird, you know? Like jealousy. You go, yeah, jealousy. You go to a new brand and I think, you know, some other shit happened kind of. And I feel like, you know, I think it was just people, yeah, they're just like, what? Like, and, and so, you know, I had to like try and win some people over, you know, what's there? Was that, where's that? What's that one book? It's like, how to like make friends and I don't know. Like, <laughs> and Carnegie? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like well, some business book. Punk or Pat, you yeah, know? Yeah. Well, because before Ruka, Leighton and I went over to Hurley to try to get a, you know, a, a gig, be their, their HB, you know, guy, and it didn't work out. <laughs> late, late night was uh, a little too gnarly for them. No, they were like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, they're Did like, you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It was Mark Weber was the one who showed me around. He's like, so what's your nickname? Like, you like want, you like that nickname? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like, at this point, this is why my mom calls me this, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't think I have a choice, dude. You like your nickname? Like, what? Like, so... So anyhow, anyhow. Can I, okay, Bob Hurley kept telling you to come work for him. Yeah, and they created a job for you. Yeah, kind of created a role on the on the market. retail marketing. Retail marketing. Yeah, so I went and, over and I was working for this lady Laura Wasser, um, and did they give you a a, a list of uh, like duties and, and yeah yeah we had like this thing yeah it was like and it, it got crazy i mean i think right after that i was like when i first rolled in it was like the u.s open time and it was like oh man i had to do oh. all this stuff at the u.s open i was like dude i made a bad decision i was wearing like day glow stuff and this like brand experience it was like i was just like this is so crazy and goofy and i'm like doing like tons of different whatever crazy stuff and i was like all right man just like stick it out let's do this and so you know i learned but learned a lot actually like through that and a lot yeah, I mean, and, and so I was doing this, like, retail marketing thing. Luckily, like, after a period of time, like, I just was, like, gravitating towards, like, just, like, what I do. What, what I naturally do is just, like, meeting people. Hey, like, we should work with this person with the brand. Like, having people come over, like, just, like, building more community within the brand. With yeah. People outside, you know, and yeah. bringing new people in. And so I naturally started gravitating more towards, like, this, like kind of ambassador management sports marketing type space and so I was able to kind of transition over to that your networker yeah. networker yeah and yeah. so and just like make concepts and whatever like because retail marketing it it's a it's a good job yeah. right when I think of retail marketing like you 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 interact with your wholesale partners yeah. a lot right and events and yeah you know all the the fucking yeah. Hoopla of, of US Open and how do we work with sales to generate and what, make what was the other highlighted yeah. and look cool and there was and like a bunch of events. different Hurley like activations that they used to do. Yeah, tons of stuff, dude. Tons of stuff. Like, filling out all these forms to get like tchotchke yeah. things to give away at the store. Like it was gnarly. And I, <laughs> I imagine like that's part of your that's 
what they created your position for is to help yeah. drive sales and yeah. yeah and like I think Strider was like doing something very similar at Quicksilver at the time so I was okay. like oh yeah maybe I can like say I'm gonna do this and I'll kind of like this. it looks like Strider's having fun so I'll do what Strider does like so I kind of pitched that or like that was kind of what we came up with and it wasn't really working it was just kind of like uh, and I also just didn't like it it was like and so and I naturally was just doing this other thing anyways and so we just kind of like transitioned over I can't remember who I was first working I think maybe I went to Pato because Pato was running sports marketing but then I kind of bounced around a bunch of with a bunch of different people I was working with like Evan Slater at one period of time and I kind of had my own little like budget I would just get like a budget I was like alright you have this much money to spend this year like what are you going to do and it's like alright cool like and then I kind of had created my own program where I had like my own people I was sponsoring and ended up putting on put sponsored Kai Lenny and I sponsored Shama um, I don't know if he's like um, from Jamaica like really talented like skater surfer kid yeah um, and like a handful of like other really cool interesting people and so that kind of became my role as well as like yeah just like concepting and special kind of, projects special projects yeah, yeah, yeah they had they had the surf team manager and the budgets and the tour guys or the you know and you're, yeah. you're like hey go find some cool and this is cool uh, people lifestyle driven yeah. stuff that you know will make us this is during cool. nike right yeah nike yeah, during a nike, yeah yeah so it was fun I man i had like tons of fun and the really nice people i mean like there's so many great people that that were at that brand that was like and oh, it was really had, like and it was like in a way like a, it was a really great environment too just because it was like I feel like not like nine to five but it just felt more like okay like there's like a little bit more structure there's a lot of like hands you know what I mean like there was a yeah. kind of a like pretty large work, workforce and like people kind of like and you're held accountable in. like you yeah. know some way you got like you know yeah. there's 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 a structure a lot of structure yeah, yeah. it's a lot of like you know, we're working like you got to answer this person and check yeah. in with these people yeah. and you from, know from the outside looking in like Hurley because of Nike got to do so many much bigger things yeah. right like with the with the contest that lowers like bob saying another fucking 50 grand on top of you yeah. know you know what i mean like all those things that made hurley like whoa what the fuck and like yeah you know all the all the crazy marketing all the crazy concerts on the beach it's because nike gave them the, the the fuck you money right yeah. if you had and, if you had a big budget what would you want to do with it and it's like yeah us open let's wrap the city you know but, like yeah. they have every window and all the banners and they're like yeah it's it's hurley town but yeah. and, you know? and then and on the jock side of things like of surfing right yeah they were like the biggest jock brand of surfing yeah that there could be yeah and they had i mean john john julian carissa felipe I mean, it's Michelle it, Perez. It, it was, it's, it was kind of like, <laughs> like yeah, the list like, goes on yeah. and on and on. Winning events, lots yeah. of events, lots yeah. of wins. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I like the special project thing because what I was talking about is anti anti like, surf club. Yeah, it was is the the dorky part of 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 the brand. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like the jock and like hoopla. That yeah. kind of sucks because it doesn't suck. It, it drives sales, but yeah. it's not the cool part of, of what, you know. Yeah. Like for it's just me, different for, you know, there's a niche for that. And they, they executed they yeah. executed that niche for the surf market of, hey, let's not be like Quaker, Bong, or Volcom. Or, yeah. like, we're we're going we're gonna to go after this look and this. And they, they did well at what they wanted to do. But yeah. so I think they definitely chased trends. 
So what, you know, a little too hard. Yeah. Besides those guys that you you uh, had your own little team, uh, did, what did you do? A special projects or like what? Yeah, and then I was like, I mean, it just depends on who my boss was at the time. We had different people that came even from Nike to come run marketing, and yeah. so it just shit you know, like would change on on what types of projects, like whether whether it was like pinnacle product launch and like a strategy around like what event slash like thing we do. But um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think like but it was cool because really like. A lot of it, like sometimes I had to work. I would have to work on maybe some more of that, like I don't know, like pinnacle type stuff. Like, and then there's like such a like a huge part of my job was like just kind of was like ancillary almost to like the bigger yeah picture yeah. in a way, you know. So, but like a lot of things I did actually became a big deal. Like like Kyleni, I was like, people were like, "What are you doing? You're sponsoring a stand up paddleboarder." And I was like, "This kid is like so yeah. tapped. I mean, like you have no idea. Like his potential like is insane." Um, and did, he ended up becoming, you, you know, like a really big deal. So it was like, did you envision him of being someone like Laird, like oh, dude. taking Laird's place? I just knew he would be like, uh, a, yeah, taking Laird's place, but in, in a way that I thought was way cooler and way more acceptance just because yeah. I know Kai as a person and he doesn't have the same ego. Like yeah. ego is not your amigo. Like Kai is like the exact <laughs> opposite. Like Kai is like. He can and like people could say, oh, this guy's kind of dorky or something, and like Kai would just break him down, like in the first like of me and be like, I love this I mean, kid. This yeah, kid's I so cool. not like, like this guy. We love him. I mean, he's yeah, just he's... such a good person and his, like such a like pure soul. The guy is so yeah. solid. So I'm like, oh, this kid's gonna be huge. Like, yeah. and also like having experience. Like I sponsored Jack Bark and Jack Bark with Bark paddleboards, like killer, amazing family. But knowing and like having been into paddleboarding, I just knew what it, t- it took to actually like win a race or do those paddles and i'm like it takes so much more than anybody in surfing actually has yeah. ever done like the training and like how much you exert yourself it's insane i mean these guys are going like for five and a half hours like throwing up while they're paddling yeah. like going so hard you're like okay if you can do that and i can see that you have talent in how you can ride waves on and you do want to do other yeah. things like the you're drive gonna, you're have. gonna you're gonna be successful like yeah. and and so yeah it's it's can I- I, who's Tom Sachs? Okay. Oh, Tom. Yeah. So Tom's a, a an incredible artist. Like, um, I mean, like a uh, artist, painter, uh, performance artist. Like one of the I don't know one of the bigger artists I think like living now. I mean, okay. Yeah, and, and a really one of my closest friends. Like amazing guy. And he he you kind of brought him into the that yeah. world, right? Yeah. It was funny because like I was going out to New York a, a bit to do stuff and. I was going out there and I was talking to um, Jonathan Paskowitz and I was like, oh, Paskowitz, what's up? And I was like, oh, I saw your your buddy's other guy, Tom Sachs. Like, like, his art's amazing. Like, he looks like a cool dude. Like, I'd love to take him surfing and, and whatever. He's like, oh, I'll connect you with, his, with with him. And so, all right, cool. Like, connected us and, you know, it was like seven years ago or something. But then, like, I like, rock up to his house and, and like, well, we just instantly, like, just, like, hit it off, you know? It was really cool. And Bromance. Yeah, bromance. <laughs> and he, he, but, yeah, I mean, like, he's just an amazing guy, like, so talented and fun and, like, such a cool dude. And, and so, yeah, I mean, he was, like, his wife, Sarah, who's one of our really close friends, too, you know? I mean, she's, like, yeah, we're, like, super tight now, like, my wife and Sarah and all of us. And, and Sarah was pregnant at the time, though, and so, and I had just kind of had my son, Bo, and, and they were pregnant uh, with their son, um, Guy, and... And I was just like, dude, like, it's amazing. Don't worry. The birth experience is crazy. Dude, wait till you see your yeah. wife. You're going to blow your mind. Like, it's insane. And so it was cool. And then, they, you know, they had their, their son and guy. And so we, yeah, we, we do a bunch of stuff together. And then, yeah, and then he's been probably, like, 
out of anybody I've ever met, like one of my biggest like supporters, you know, like yeah. randomly, he's just like one of those guys who like is Wants like so see success, yeah, like, help you any any which way with nothing in return. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's that's crazy because cool. that's one of the that's cool marketing. I got your back, bro. <laughs> Lennon, anytime, dude. I'll pump you up. Yeah, that's a cool guy that's out of our you know realm that you kind of introduced to the Hurley thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we kind of connected and like he loves surfing and loves it and hates it. And like, we're, you know, we just like clicked. We're like, hey, like we got to like do a surf trip or do something, you know, let's figure some stuff out to do together. And he's in, so he's a big Nike collaborator. You know, he has like, his shoes are, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, he has like these like, his shoes that he do, they sell out and then there's the resale market that go for like five to 10 grand. Like it's like amazing. So he was a Nike collaborator and like someone that, you know, was kind of in the family so we could do some stuff together. And we ended up like concocting this plan, like let's do a surf trip, you know, and what we'll do is we'll do a surf trip, we'll make a movie and then we'll tour it, you know, and have these really cool events and kind of use that as like a nice like gravitational pull of like interesting people to kind of like be introduced to our brand and like in a really like natural way and so we made this movie called how to learn how to surf and it was like we went to bali and like bali i mean like i have a love-hate relationship with bali as it is and like we went over there and it was like the hardest place ever to like teach people to surf and like everybody's getting sick and it was just like you know one of those things like you're like oh we want to stay up on up on the bucket but then like you're like dude there's no beginner wave there like so we're gonna drive every day like an hour to go down like surf, and surf yeah, somewhere surf halfway yeah halfway and like half. and so then like you know there's just that whole thing it was really funny but the whole it made for great content for the movie so yeah. our, the film was classic and then we took the film after we were done and i think that was like 2019 when, when we toured it but we toured it we took it to like we went to japan went to paris went to like Beerits and Hossiger, we took it to LA, South by Southwest, wow. damn, New York. Like we did premieres in all those places and it was like kind of one of the funnest, like coolest things I had done like in my career, like with Hurley for sure. I was like, this is insane. We had such a great time. Yeah. And and, and that's then, the cool factor that brands like big like that are big like Hurley need to keep it relevant or or give it an edge yeah yeah like to create yeah to bring new people in right Mm -hmm. i mean like you only have like so many like the finite audience and like you see like a great brand like i don't know like so much great big brands that they'll have like really audience segments you know obviously you can sell stuff to costco but then if you can still sell stuff to like the most incredible like hype store it's like wow okay like you kind of like are doing everything and so there's got to be a thought process behind all those channels and how you can exist price and you know marketing person so yeah. yeah, that was kind of the thought process was, yeah, just kind of making, you know, bring some interesting, cool people and, and getting them turned on to the brand. And so, yeah, it was super fun. You know, it was like one of those things like dream, dream scenario, like doing, going to all those places. And, yeah. and so you, you were in charge of all that. Like yeah, yeah. Coming up the concept, booking all the place, like that yeah. was your project. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, That's the whole cool. project. Yeah, it was cool. It's nice when you get a your own budget. budget. Nike budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I had a lot of help too. Like, you know, we had no, help, for you know, sure. Like, yeah, there's but, tons of people that helped me. So. But, you know, it gives you a little bit of freedom to, you know, be creative and, 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 you know, see it, you know, come full circle after it's done and be like, dude, that was, that was awesome. Like you're proud of it yeah. and it was a su- success and, you know, like, I mean, you pretty much got to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was special. And that was kind of even during that time, like with my little brand, like I had, been doing from way back when like just like making some surfboards and so what little brand so western hydrodynamic research whr i mean like i had, i made whr it was like a little brand it was a brand thing and and you know it was like 2014 i was like making some surfboards like big long boards and some little mini bugs uh-huh. and like doing it for fun and 
And then one day I saw, I was talking to Craig Stasek and he was like, okay, so tell me more about the WHR. What's, what does it mean? Like, what does it stand for? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did it because like, I just didn't want to like have like a brandy name. I just want to have like some kind of weird thing. And he's like, well, Western Hydrodynamic Research. And I'm like, wow, that hit it, man. That's it. So you Damn. just had the letters. Wait. Yeah, I just had the letters. And he's like, Western Hydrodynamic Research. And I'm like, dang, that's like insane because it's so literal. It's like, it's so weird and bad that it's good. It's like, you know, it's like a West Coast based water, you know, Christy. Craig, 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 yeah, yeah, Craig, yeah, okay. Craig's And so Craig just nailed it. I'm like, oh my God, thanks, Craig. Sweet. So it's like cryptic and, and cool, like, you know, like him. And so, so he gave you, you had the initials, but he gave you the and, name. And yeah. what were, you just like the initials or did you have other I just like the initials. I mean, I was driving on the freeway, like daydreaming and like, oh my God, man, what am I going to do? I want to make, do some little thing on my boards and I'm going to, and I saw like this, like, it was like Wild Horse Road. I'm like, that's so cool. I'm like, well, that's like a corny name, but I'm like, well, that's a cool. You like, like the three kind of yeah, like, like letter W-H-R, three. Yeah, yeah. And I like Hollister Ranch. So it was like HR, like Hollister Ranch. And then I made like a W that went on it. I'm like, cool. I'm like, ah, that's good. Like, and then he gave me, gave me that name. I'm like, all right, this is sick. Like, and then that's when I just did the font and made it, made it like Western Hydrodynamic Research and that kind of like stuck. And so during that time, Tom's like, make me a board. Like, give me some gear. I want to rep you. Like, and I'm like, all right, dude. Like, he's like, you got to start your brand. Like, let's do it. I'll help you. Like, you got to start, you got to do this. Like, cool. And I'm like, all right, like, like, and that's so why I gave him a hat and some a board and some stuff, some shirts, and like, he just started like repping it like all the time. It was like crazy because like he was getting like coverage, and then all yeah. of a sudden I had people like I had my Instagram handle and stuff, and then I'd have people like DMing me like, hey, can you get me some gear? Can you get it? I'm like, whoa, like this is weird. Like I'm getting just to see it, see it explode just through word of mouth so, and yeah. the right people wearing it. I so mean, that's that, marketing. That's your full time job now. Yeah, like, and that's yeah, and, and so basically, like at the end, tail end there of, of, of that, like I was doing these little deliveries of, in 2019. I like dropped some products, like really like sporadically, and we'd sell out like instantly. I was like, damn, I kept on like upping the number, and I'd sell out. I'm like, this is crazy. Like Tom just is like has such an incredible cult following, and he's such an interesting person. And so I, I mean, I pretty much attribute everything to him at some level, you know. And, yeah. and so, so. Fast forward and like like you know shit's hitting the wall. I'm like I gotta find a job, dude. Hurley's like imploding. Like we got sold, and I'm like, oh man, this isn't gonna last for me. I gotta find. A, they're gonna be like the bobs are gonna come and be like, so what do you do here? Yeah. I'm like, I do stuff. I swear, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm important. Yeah. I'm gonna have to move you uh, down to the basement. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I will not last. You know, I'm gonna get clipped for sure. So I was already kind of like trying to figure it out, talking to different people, trying to find a job. And Tom, again, was like, dude, like, get your shit together. I have this show in Japan at Isitan, which is, like, the most important luxury retailer, like, incredible, like, huge place. He's like, I got a whole floor. Like, I'll build you a big section in there. Dang. And your brand. Like, I'll give, and I'll he give a window. He rolled out the right carpet and, for you. Yeah, so he built me a window display on the sidewalk. And he had, like, 13 windows, you know? It was insane. Like, his whole thing there was huge. What? And Wait. So, so he's an artist. Yeah. Does he make clothing? But he's too? a designer. Yeah, I mean, he's incredible. He designer. Like his furniture, like, like you're like all his stuff is amazing. Like all and really just. Like, he's got his own cool. brand. Yeah, he's got his own brand. Yeah, okay. Tom Sachs. And so, so, um, yeah, he's like get your shit together, and he's like he's all your he's all your he's like you're kind of a fuck up, but I think you can pull it off, dude. Like I think I believe in you. Like you can. I'm like all right, dude. I'm gonna do it. I want to prove you wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> prove me wrong that I you know that I'm a fuck up. So so I. Um, Put together a little collection. Together. Yeah, put together a little collection. Like, got my shit together. And, like, you know, I had met the people from Isitan with Tom before, too. So I knew them. And the guy's really cool. Ken was, like, a really, really amazing guy. So he believed in me, too, and was helping me. And um, so, yeah, we shipped it. And, like, kind of, like, that was September of last year. COVID hit, though. So then it was, like, damn, COVID hit. I don't have a job. What's going on? Babe, like, 
don't spend a dollar. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, but trying to figure it out, stressing. And luckily I had a couple little, little like consulting kind of things I was doing, but it was like not good. And, and, um, then the Issy Tunnel thing sold out and then they reordered and sold them a bunch more stuff and sold out again. And that was insane. And then, so from there we got a distributor in Japan so we're doing some cool stuff over there and then our online business like really blew up too so we're doing a lot of like direct consumer so sites I, I went on your site so it's like down until you you launch a product yeah and usually, then it's like then it's like on off switch yeah i mean like for me so it's like hard because you know just being having inventory on hands hard and, you yeah know, just like being invested in that but like usually the way it's worked we've like sold out of stuff like in in a a day to a week, you know, we sell out of everything and then it's all gone, you know? So that's really nice. I mean, it's hard because you don't know sometimes what to buy or how yeah, much, but, uh, yeah. but you know, we're just kind of trying to figure it out. And, and so you, but you're always like, dude, is the, next one, is the next one not going to have, are we going to sell nothing? I don't know. You know, and we've had some products like linger a little bit, you know? Um, but yeah, we have another delivery this, uh, next week, actually we're launching, um, Dover street market. So Dover Fuck street off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, I don't even know how we got that. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, do you guys that's know, like you one know the, how bad we are? <laughs> that's like one of the bougiest retailer slash brands out there. Yeah, it's Comme des Garcons owns them, and it's just amazing space. I mean, it's a really incredible space. Yeah, it's like an incredible space. It's yeah. so so <laughs> it's like street. L.A., New York. We're in L.A., New York, London, and Tokyo for those what? guys, and so we're launching next week with them, and that's like. Our, our on first and, and, like flagship online like or yeah online, online for them and in their stores and and so we're gonna we're gonna do like a week exclusivity with those guys and so they're gonna sell and then after that starting November fourth things will be for sale on our website and then and then we have Essence as well as one of our accounts and that's like a luxury kind of like online retailer so and you're like line isn't that big right yeah, small like, yeah we're like I think we're ten wait how many wait ten. Like 15, 17, 18 SKUs, probably, you know? Yeah. So, sort of like, you do a like couple hats, couple hats, couple tees, couple fleece, bags, bags. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's small, you know? And we're just like slowly growing, just like one step, one foot in front of the other, you know? I mean, yeah. for me, I just was like, oh, I just want to do it like kind of myself and not take on money or like, you know, I just don't want to feel that pressure. Like, at yeah. the same time, I just don't like that. Like, and yeah, it's always high, hard to see eye to eye with the people with money and want return on investment and also want to dictate the creativity side when they're just like, it's you know, you got to find the right partner is really hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I think we talked last year, you and I talked last yeah. year on the phone and you're telling me about what you were doing. I was like, man, you know, doing it yourself and selling, not making a lot. Right, not yeah. not making a lot of product, but selling it all out, yeah, and creating that demand, like that's the that's the best formula, you yeah, know? and not having to you know, because the that's what that's what sells scarcity, you yeah. know, like you add more bodies, you add more people, you add more warehouse, you got to get more numbers, and it's always more numbers, and it's always more numbers, yeah. and it's always yeah. if it's you always can, more, and it's a and it's good if you could continue that, yeah. but the minute it's if you can find that perfect balance COVID of hits. like the right skew count and the right styling and the right packaging, I mean, yeah, and remain know. relevant. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's I think the hard. I mean, everybody who does maybe what I do is always like, dude, is this thing going to end tomorrow? I was like, yeah. people are going to buy. I don't know. Like, oh. yeah. but, but you know, as long as like hopefully it continues to like, kind of like just inch its way up, and yeah. you know, I think we'll be all right. And I don't want. I don't. 
I mean, not like I don't want to make a bunch of money. That'd be great if I made a bunch of money, but I'm not, you know, not going to turn it down if you're going to hand it over to me. But yeah. but I mean, I, at the same time, like I'm not trying to make a crazy amount of money. I'm just trying to make enough to survive and, and live, you know? And and really, I mean, I, I really enjoy what I do, which is yeah. the best thing for me because I just love, like, I and for me, I never wanted to start a brand, really, I don't think. I mean, I, I did, but I didn't. I, I was never like, as an ego thing, I was never like, I'm going to start a brand and it's going to like take over and yeah. we're going to like kill it. Like, we're going to, yeah. and I, if me, you can make like, a decent living for for your family and yeah. and be your own boss, and, oh I my mean, god! As you know, working for you know a bunch of amazing brands and 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 what it takes and how much goes on and yeah, always having to answer to somebody too. You know, to be your own boss, have the freedom, spend more time with your family. I mean, yeah. there's a, and there's definitely and doing business with the people a, you a tough, want to do business with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, that's having your cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's cool. Like, it's cool. It's fun. You know, I think it's like, yeah, it's just just slow. Because your model, you know, like there's there's not very many people that do that. Right? Yeah, like yeah. the way you're you're trying to create your business model. Yeah, is the supreme kind of business model, and but to me, it's like you can have. There's brands out there that try to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like limited edition shit, quick strike shit. But those guys, they're kind of flashes in the pan, you know? Yeah. There's there's a lot of brands that come and go that they have heat, and then they flame out, right? But like a brand like Supreme, right? Yeah. Like they percolated. For and a long time. For yeah. a long time. And, yeah. and, and they are who they are today because of their authenticity. Yeah. You know, like what they did and who they, you know worked with and partnered up with they're all authentic people so their brand is legit because of all that history and you know kind of like paying their dues and for you it's like fuck you know you 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 have a leg up with this guy tom sax and and he he's helped you hit hit that like space yeah which is interesting yeah and i think that space is cool i mean like it's um it's interesting because I think in the stores we're in and the places, it's it's like a variety. You know what I mean? It's not all like um, there's like it's kind of high and low. I mean, it goes down. I mean, there's like brands like fucking awesome and fucking awesome. Uh, you know, like FA, like they're awesome. They're so cool. They're such yeah. a great brand. And then there's like like obviously Supreme and Palace and companies like that. And then there's like Mason Margiela and like and like this other like high fashion stuff. And there's kind and then there's like um, you know some other really kind of like totally different brands in those mixes like totally different space ERL the guy from Venice that does this really crazy high fashion kind of trippy stuff like there's just a lot of, and then there's like yeah there's just a lot of different people doing different things you yeah. know it's not all sort of like the same in a way so it's kind of cool because it's like high school there's a bunch of different cliques and but it all kind of can can coexist and yeah. I think it's just like there's just like some values that are shared in, in the mix of those brands but I mean I don't even know if we deserve to be there to be honest but I'm flattered that we are or if yeah. we're lucky we are and so we're like alright cool yeah man. I'm stoked call it luck or whatever but you're doing it you know yeah Which is yeah it's pretty fun. bitching um <laughs> sorry I had a text I, I was a little quiet over here <laughs> Drama at the house. Oh, yeah, oh. dude. That's not Somebody left the freezer open and everything melted. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the show's not about your freezer. Dude. Oh, the no. show's that's about... Okay, that's a, you know my freezers are stocked. That's going to be a lot of money and oh, good content right there. What you got in there? Oh, just a couple bodies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm stoked for, for, you know, seeing you, you branch out on your own. I was always curious and, you know, I've seen, you know, you and the label around for a couple of years and I didn't know really what, what it was about, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, mean, and to be able to like, you know, see, see your little office here because we are in your little <laughs> the shed. shed. Um, but we also like to talk about surfing and we know you like a lot of, you know, eclectic like surfboards <laughs> and I, I don't want to pigeonhole you into like, you know, the, the cool retro fish guy because you read everything. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of interesting boards. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of keeping the fun going. Yeah. No, I mean, I think for me, I've just always just been trying to get in the water. I don't work out like I can't run. I, I mean, I like to play like tennis and some other stuff, but like. That's not always. You gotta have a town. sparring partner, yeah. and you gotta have yeah, time like, in tennis, and yeah, no, it's hard. But serving, you know, has always been there for me, and I always kind of like try to, I try to get out, not every day, but I try, you know what I mean. But and for me, it's just about like getting out there and like enjoying it, and like we said, like we, in our lives, we like end up the threshold of like stoke or what gets you excited ends up being so high because obviously you reach a certain level and like you want good waves, and and if you want to ride a shortboard, it's got to be a really good wave or at least yeah. an amount of like juice. So for me, I'm just always like, okay, how can I lower that bar of stoke and have fun and just find a board or something to get out in the water on that's yeah. going to just make me have fun and actually enjoy that time I spend in the water. Um, and I don't discriminate, man. I'll ride whatever. I yeah. don't care. Like, Because you foil, yeah, right? Yeah. You're a foiler. Yeah, foiling, yeah. I mean, I haven't been foiling that He's much. He's a paddler. Foiling, You're you know? a paddler. I don't paddle much anymore either. I'm kind of like... I don't know. Go through but phases I, I of like... I like paddling though. I mean, yeah. I, like, I used to love paddling when I lived down on the peninsula in Newport. I'd yeah. run across it and literally like, especially in the summer, I'd have my binoculars and I'd see where the whale boats would be and I'd be like, if I saw a whale boat was somewhat close because that just means there's a whale out there and I'd paddle, that would be like my workout. I'd paddle to the whale boat to go get to the whales and go check out the whales and however far that was, that's how long my paddle was and I'd paddle home. <laughs> how funny. Yeah. And and you do the the mats? Yeah, I'll surf mat. Actually, yeah, especially like, and it sucks too because I'm not in on the peninsula anymore. I used to go to the wedge all the time because I live really close, and I was yeah. like, that was a huge part of my life. But I don't do as much as I'd like to. But yeah, the surf mats are fun. Yeah, yeah. and I think you know, again, just keeping the buzz, you know, yeah. and getting out in the water. And I mean, it's we know that growing up surfing, I mean, how rewarding it is, just you know, I guess spiritually almost, you know, because yeah. you go out and you get dunked and you you got hit out. You know, you're getting exercise, but you know, it's, and I always say it's the best non-workout you'll ever have, you know, like, cause you're like, you're only remembering the good waves you got or the one turn you got or whatever. And you're like, that was a win-win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the best. I mean, yeah. yeah, you go out and it's crowded and you get burned sometimes and there's kooks and you know, that, that's definitely part of the, the, the surfing life. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing though. It's like, it's like, you know, it's always like you just the right board and the right, yeah. they just like, like, look at it surf line. Like, okay. Yeah. What are the waves doing? How big is yeah. it? Okay. Can I get a Sano and go ride my 11 foot board? Yeah. Or do I throw my 11 foot and I throw my little fish in there just in case there's a little left that's working or yeah. go to, yeah. Being prepared. Like, even, even, yeah. Like up in your zone, there's all these little nooks and crannies actually like, you know, from, from, that's the thing that's so great about there too. That's from Newport to like seal it's like all beach and there's little spots all over the place to yeah. go get wet yeah. i'm like i mean yeah surfing's great I'm just saw, getting in the water so i far. saw him last winter at, at rincon one of the just oh. bombing days was i there no is that the day that you i don't you know. and um you're your groms right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we went a few, we went a few times like so sick and uh 
he, he always talks about it. He's like, when's Ren Kong going to break? Like, let's go back. And I'm like, it doesn't break often, but when it does, we're on it. <laughs> Believe me, that's the day you pull out of school, not when it's crappy and freaking two foot. Like, we're going to save those days. Mom so, says, Mama Bear says you can't just take off school. So you and, so, and yeah. the goat are yeah. good friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And who? The goat. Kelly. Oh, that guy. Yeah. It's about Jaylar, the goat? That guy. <laughs> oh, that guy, Kelly. Yeah. Robert? Yeah. Slade? Oh, Robert. Jimmy Slade? Oh. <laughs> Late Light's not the goat. Late Light is the cow. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, the cash you know, cow? Yeah. Not, not even that. No, but you've gotten to partake at the Wave Pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Tell us, tell us about it. It's we all, love yeah. to talk about the way. You like talking about, talking about the way? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. It's like one of those things. I mean, I think. Hey, if, if I could go there all the time, I'd go there all the time for sure. So I'm not gonna, not that, not gonna not. I mean, nothing. But nothing honestly beats going in the ocean. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, one of the times I was there, I was like, man, I wish I would have just surfed today. Like, I wish yeah. I would have gone in the ocean. I mean, like, the salt. Is there water, too many people that day? <laughs> you no, know, yeah, I mean, like that sometimes, like sometimes, it, but it's like also, it's like it starts to become like a competition almost, or right, like at some level, like there starts to be the same kind of pressures that I would feel like in like serving contests, where it's like, okay, like I only get so many waves, and then around, and you're like watching people go down the line, and like I hope he falls, I hope he falls, I hope he falls, like, like the whole experience is amazing, dude. I would never like if anybody invited me up, I'm there, dude. So I'm yeah, not, but and it's it's how sick. many times have you been there? Like six times or something. Yeah. It's insane, dude. It's so fun. But at the same time, nothing beats being in the ocean. Like, that's the ultimate. Yeah. But, yeah, Kelly's Way is incredible, man. It, it, and I think it's really good. It's really, really great, especially for people that are average to below average surfers because at the same they'll never catch a wave like that out in the wild. Like, the days when it's doing that at Rincon or Sandspit or yeah. wherever... There's they're not getting that. They're not it. getting that way. Yeah, you know, if they are, then they're going to get dropped in on, and yeah. I probably will be the person to drop in on because yeah. they don't deserve it. <laughs> they just don't deserve it. You haven't put enough time in. Yeah. There's only so many of those ways that are going to come in that day. You haven't put enough time in the water. If you're looking goofy going down the line, yeah. you haven't put enough time in the water yeah. to get that wave of the day. Sorry, bro. Like I'm going. Up. <laughs> Have you but, gone to other uh, wave pools or? Ah, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. I've done. I've done the um, Waco. Nice. Yeah, Waco. And Waco's super fun. There's a lot of ways to come through, so it's like so it's enjoyable. like 54th Street versus Rincon. You yeah, know? exactly. It's just like it's fun and it's like more lighthearted. Like you don't feel like a. It's not as soul crushing when you mess up on a wave. And not even. You're just because 45 seconds later you're on another wave. Yeah. Soul crushing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not a f- well not that you've paid because you got connections but <laughs> it's a, you know Kelly's pool is expensive. Oh, yeah. You're, you're spending the money too. You're like oh. yeah. As a $500 wave. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Gnarly. It's definitely one of those things to do. Lyndon got mad because last time I went, he's like, "Dude, you're like, you're surfing too hard. You're like blowing it." Because you know the sweet spot <laughs> he did on the wave. I did. I blew like three. Really? And I was like, "Oh, dude, I blew like, so dude, many. you're I trying so too many. hard." Yeah. I'm like, I want to get fins out. Like, you know, I was just frothing. Like, <laughs> oh, oh look at this thing. Oh, dude. oh. yeah. Just, oh. it's so addicting. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just need to go back and yeah, figure it out. Yeah, it's tough because at the same time, I'm always like going there and I'm like, okay, like I'm in a sense competitive on another way where I'm like, oh man, I want to do something that, like I, that no one's done. I want to surf this interesting, so I want to write a weird board and like draw some trippy lines. And you know, I've seen it. You know, I'm not going to be able to surf better than Kelly on this way, oh, or no like way. Philippe Toledo or whatever. So if I'm trying to post my clips on Instagram <laughs> and like look at me, it's like look at you, you suck. Like, <laughs> but at least if I write a funky board, it's like oh that's kind of trippy, yeah, man. Yeah. Right this, on, dude. this guy just 
trims the entire way and then gets barrel. I'm like, yeah. you just went straight for 500 yards and got a head dip. Like, I don't want to do that. Just smart. I do a couple <laughs> turns here and there, bro. Like, Come on. Yeah, yeah, check you, turns, but hey. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's like it's like lower trestles, though. It's like I see people drop in all the time, and like no one's falling for the first three quarters of the way. I was like, do something, dude. Yeah. Somebody do something. I don't work that way. Like, I'm get, like we gotta change the we gotta change the script out here. Too clowns doing these little safety turns. Like, come on, let's see something cool, man. Yeah, like, it's awesome. It, it, it's it's addicting. It's hard. It's challenging, and it's different. And it's yeah. I mean, it's here to stay, and I'm excited. And it's just hope hopefully there'll be more pools, you know, closer to us. Yeah. Dude, Home more springs. pools or and more money, more rich friends. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. on, dude. Like, it's I'll take nice. it all. Like, we'll take that entitlement. Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> take it, bro. Like, but at the same time, again, nothing beats being in the water in the yeah. ocean. I mean, like, and that's the other thing is like, I like to just I do a lot of snorkeling and I love snorkeling. I think yeah. I I will prescribe that to anybody like because I can't. I don't know, I mean I don't meditate or anything like that, but it's a meditative thing, you know, because I gotta be like more fully stimulated to meditate so i like to go snorkeling and like i think yeah. that's a jam dude yeah for sure it's underrated no one's no i don't think as many people are onto that i'm not yeah, there we so do it in hawaii a lot when we're there but here i just because we're in huntington you got to travel to go yeah, to the laguna, laguna. laguna bro I like know. if you're on a little route doing work bring your stuff bring a snorkel like throw in your car but you just go stone out and like look around and see fish and just like you swim you get exercise it's a really good yeah thing yeah it's good good to decompress and, and zone out yeah you know not on your not on these things your no. phones yeah and, uh, yeah although it is addicting and it's it's a tool and it's how you use it <laughs> but it's good to be in the ocean yeah and that's what we're getting from this episode yeah get it get ass in the ocean yeah get in there well right. shoot yeah this has been a great sit down with punker pat pat, punker pat. Towersy. It's an honor. Towersy? Towersy, yeah. Towersy. Yeah. Western Hydrodynamic Research. Dude. W-H-R. Jack it up. W-H-R dot institute is our, is our um, online store. Ooh. And then yeah, Instagram at is W-H-R at, is the Instagram. At W-H. Yeah. Okay. Give us a follow, man. Yeah. Support the cause. It's just uh, and yeah. your uh, family your business. Big, yeah. Your big um, release is next week. Yeah, next week. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. This is going to launch next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. This so. is part of our media rollout. Plan. Yeah, bro. This is yeah. A big part. You heard it here first. Taking a page out of Tucker uh, Pat's uh, playbook. I you heard it here all, first. Yeah, I expect all of the, the late night with Chalky to be supporting and getting on there and buying something, bro. Don't be a cheap ass. Yeah. yeah. I, I just got my free promo habit. Thanks, man. I'm freaking styled. Um, I'm going to wear this. Dude, I like green. Hell yeah! I'm stoked we got to tell that how Punker Pat got his name. Yeah. Um, being the face and super grom of uh, iconic brand Volcom, and you know you were there for 13 years. Got to go to exotic places, Hawaii, France. Like what a what a what a killer way to grow up in the family of Volcom, and and then. Got educated. Got educated. At, it took a little longer than normal. Yeah. Had, had, had six it, years, bro. Yeah. Had, had it. Hey, got, you got did it. Figured out. Like that's that's a testament, right? That's yeah. an accomplishment. And what it was Ruka then, right? Yeah. Then Ruka, you know, learning more and, and gaining more knowledge and being a marketing genius, and then Hurley, and then Bam, you you're on your own now with a little help from your friends. With, uh, I can't believe that Craig Stesic 
gave yeah. you the name. Yeah, Craig. He yeah, had the Craig's initials, genius, but dude. yeah, he yeah. gave you the name. Yeah. Um, I was I was just trying to come up with something catchy with the initials, like while I was staring at it, like <laughs> weed. Uh, uh, H2O, uh, I don't know. I was lost. I'm sorry. I'm not good. Uh, I got one. Good. Watch her rear. Watch her rear. Give her that butt snorkel. Right? So it can be the sister butt company. Butt <laughs> so good. No, the show's not about butt snorkeler. This show is about punker Pat. Yeah. Western hydro night. He doesn't. Even, he can't say it. Hydrodynamic research. I'm just yeah. excited about these bonsai bowls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what and I'm look at look at yeah. to the left of you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, Ashland seltzer. Get out of here, that's bro. A new, yeah. That's a new flavor, mango chili, dude. That thing's tasty. I had one last night. I'm loving that. I'm loving yeah. that. Thank you merch. for sitting down with us. Yeah, and and you're sweet. We're giving you some sweet dude, late night with chalky uh, merch. Yeah. So sick hat and some koozies. Yeah, you got our ugly mugs on your face now. Yeah. Yeah. I love the auto blank right here. This is money. All right. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Punker Pat. Peace out. Peace. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out WaveKey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. West Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit CalienteSouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 